Hey, everybody. I am your host, Felipe Melicio. You are listening to the Total Basis Podcast. With me, as always, is Sean Flannery. Sean, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I am awesome. Didn't we just do a show? We're back again, and I'm super excited for it. You know, this is awesome. We haven't done a weekday show in what feels like forever, probably since this time last year. But uh, (laughs) this is going to be fun. Uh, More draft recaps. You know, drafts are starting to come down, so it's all good. And I tagged all my friends. Uh, This is our second annual... Well, well, they're, I thought it was just me. Well, I've, known, <laughs> <laughs> I've known these guys for about 20 odd years or so. Uh, I guess if we're not friends by now, then what the hell are we? My apologies but, to everyone out here who's known Felipe for 20 years. I mean, they knew me when I was a teenager. I think yeah. I, I told this story where I, I kind of lied to the commissioner so, or so. And I told him that I was uh, I was 18 years old or I was at least over well over 18. I was like just under, under underneath 17. But I, I want I, I respected the guy and I, hey. Mr. Uh, Internet guy, can we start a <laughs> fantasy league together? Uh, a keeper league? I don't know what the hell a keeper league is. I just know about him. I don't know how they work or whatever. But uh, you know, he, you know, Internet back then was kind of uh, wild, wild west. There was no Facebook, but he's he took me under his wing and he's like, "Come on, kid, let's go." And uh, he left, don't do but... that nowadays, kids. Don't do that nowadays. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? I mean, this is the Felipe. Did, of... did you tell somebody you were over eighteen on the internet? That's frowned upon these days. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess that that would, that would be called catfishing, right? But uh, <laughs> uh, but this is the equivalent of like how uh, Generation X people and and the ba- and the boomers will tell you. Yeah, I used to hitchhike here from Chicago to California. You could trust everybody back then. There was no serial killers except for that one. That, that one Siri. Bundy guy and that one Golden State guy, you know, who cares about them? Yeah, that uh, there's a Can, uh, Canadian, a British Columbia guy, too, and I forgot his name already. But yeah, that guy was a real jackass. Boy. Well, at least he was probably courteous before he but, killed you. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, unfortunately, that's anyway. This is Did he dark. say sorry right so, before he, he axe murdered you? Man, um, apparently he had no, 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 no acts of contrition on his on his soul. So. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, this is a, a, a league that I've been a part of since, like I said, I was a teenager. Uh, it's been going on for 20 years. We recapped it. Uh, I, I didn't know if we were going to do it this year or not because we were running out of time. And uh, Sean was nice enough to hop on tonight and uh, discuss it as uh, we had a lot of fun doing it last year. And he doesn't have to be on this thing. It's not even his league. But uh, he's uh, more than nice enough to uh, kind of break it down for us. As uh, You, you know people. why I, I, I like to do it, Felipe? No, why? Because whenever I analyze drafts that I'm not in or I don't really know the people in it, I think all the people I know in the, in this particular league are you, Bushnell, and Steve. Steve so Curry, I yeah. don't really know any of you guys, so I don't feel as bad criticizing you. So <laughs> now I can go full Jeff Ross and just roast everybody. That, that That's the goal here. So how do you explain yesterday's show when you were roasting everybody on the baseball life uh, draft there? Most oh. of those guys are your uh, friends. I, 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 I wasn't trying to. I felt like I roasted you more than anybody. Hey, I'm your friend. We just we just established <laughs> that. Come on, man. Anyway, all right. Let's, okay, so but yeah, uh, we had a lot of requests from my, my league. Hey, are you gonna do that again this year? So like, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to now. So here we are. Hope everybody enjoys it. So let's get going, man. We have a lot to cover. Uh, it's it's not as uh it's not as big as our baseball life league, Sean. It's only 17 rounds. Although I, I went ahead and put. The virtual round six, as you can see there. First of all, can you see my screen? Yes. Yeah. So instead of round one, it's round six, right? Because you know, five five players were kept from last year. Two minor league slots, if you if you choose to pr- protect minor league players. Uh, this is the same rules that we pretty much have for the entirety of the twenty years that we've been uh, in this league. So first and foremost, Castable Crushers. That is our lovely commissioner, our leader there. 
he goes with Marcelo Zuna. I forgot who his keepers were, so there's no. Um, I guess I can pull it up really quick. But the that, commissioner came in last. <gasps> yeah, man, he didn't do a good job of manipulating the rules. To his I, was about, I, I was just about to say you got to change the rules if you're coming in last. Yeah, you got. <laughs> that's what I do in our <laughs> leagues, right? At least I've been. I, I, I have a feeling I've been. I, I they're thinking about that over there. Like Felipe <laughs> just changes the rules to his advantage. Like, hey, no, does. no, no. I'm the I'm the one here. I'm the labor leader for the league. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's why I had three commissioners, right? That way I can't be accused of anything, wrong, of any wrongdoing. So, um, but yeah, he goes Marcelo Zuna, a solid pick right there. I don't know. Uh, and then another team from Texas, uh, Steven, uh, he, who I don't think he's in this uh, group, but he goes with Aaron Judge. I don't know, Sean, Marcelo Zuna or Aaron Judge in that, in that position. Uh, this is, a, I'm assuming I see the projected points. This is head to head points, if That's I remember a, yeah, correctly. Sorry. From last year. It's a keeper um, league, five players, head to head points. You are correct, sir. Yeah. It, in the points league, I probably lean Ozuna. Judge has the strikeouts that kind of bring him down. The walks balance it out. Uh, I do wonder about Kyle Tucker. I think Kyle Tucker, even though he might be more of a roto play for his steals, I think he could be, like I said, the next elite hitter in baseball. I probably. In those three guys, I could have gotten any one of them in any order in the top three or four picks. Oh, really? Okay, so they're interchangeable as far as you're concerned. Yeah, and Marcelo Zuna it gets a lot of love, and I do think he is a very good hitter. I just think a lot of people are expecting the 330 batting average that he had last year, and I think it's closer to 270, and if it's closer to 270, then it makes it a whole lot reasonable to pick Aaron Judge or Kyle Tucker over Ozuna. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, yeah, I, I see that Kyle Tucker. I'm surprised that none of the Astros fans, we have a lot of Astros fan in this league. Uh, none of them kept Kyle Tucker. Uh, I don't know who had him last year. I can't remember, but uh, there he is left field eligible. So uh, I guess I would go with Ozuna over Tucker um, in this format, but uh, that's a really good pick by Stephen uh, Carey, who was uh, with us last year. Hey, uh, what's up, Stephen? Yeah. I love the pick. <laughs> and then Josh Hader. Uh, this is a new guy from last year. I think his name is Jeff. Don't know Josh Hader's not him. a new guy from last year, but well, maybe next year is. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like I'm uh, this is going to be a uh, Abbott and Costello thing. Maybe next year is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, balls out uh, over from California, Kevon Vigio. I know you like that pick. And there's me, Black Hole Army, Zach Gallon. <laughs> but did you hear about the news with Zach Gallon? Yeah, yeah, for right form injury. That's uh, pitchers, man. I tell you, granted, it's it didn't come while pitching, it came from hitting, which should be even more. Uh, infuriating, but maybe if it's a forearm injury from swinging, it's not the same forearm soreness that pitchers feel when commonly associated with Tommy John surgery. So maybe we're fi- our fingers are crossed for you. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, um, yeah, if uh, I know Leon's making fun of me because of uh, on the other draft, I picked Kevin Gaussman, and he's like, "I'm taking notes for your meltdown." If I'm gonna meltdown, this is it right here, Zach Gallen. I uh, I went the complete opposite in this draft because it's a points league, so. Uh, pitching points matter a little bit more than uh, than in our other league because our other league is category based, and I think I can take advantage of some of the counting stats and the rate stats here. But this is all a, a, an accumulation of things, right? And I figure, well, Zach Gallen should be getting more accumulation of points. He can't accumulate points if he's hurt, though. So yeah. we'll see. I, I, I will survive. say this: we kind of skipped over. I feel like Patrick Corbin going third, and I'm oh, glad sorry. you told me this before. Yeah. Uh, TMT Dynamite, our good friend, Matt Bushnell. I saw that pick and I cringed and I was like, what in the world? Who would pick Patrick Corbin there over all the other people? Felipe did tell me that you were on auto. You weren't able to make the draft, yes. which it, which sucks. So I'll, I'll try and be nicer to your team. I, I did not like a lot of the picks due to your queue or whatever, but yeah. I'll, I'll take it with a grain of salt. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. He he hasn't talked about this draft at all to me. He hasn't brought it up. He hasn't said anything to me. So I don't know what the what the deal is or why he couldn't show up, but it is what it is. All of his picks, as, as far as I'm concerned, they're automatic. I don't know if he uh, fixed his cue beforehand. So we're going to have to talk to him. Maybe, hey, when he when he does this podcast tomorrow over at Football Life, maybe we can ask him that. Maybe we can hijack the podcast. <laughs> Come storming on air. What happened to your draft? Why is your team so crappy? All right. So <laughs> as you can see, our guy, Castroville, uh, Robert, the commissioner, has two picks in the first round. I don't know what he did to get them. I'm sure he'll explain it in the comments section. Hey, he's the commish. He makes up as he goes. Makes it up as he goes. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you'll see a couple of people with uh, multiple first round picks. So let's see if they take advantage of it. I know... Uh, we talked about that last year, and we weren't that impressed with those picks. But uh, we'll see what happens this year. Ryan Presley, I like him. You like him. I do like Ryan Presley, but looking at some of the other relievers that go in the next few rounds, I'm not sure I like him there. Uh, if you're an Astros fan like he is, I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, you that that, that explains yeah. it. There we go. Uh, Charlie Black, oh, another one. So this is another guy who uh, has multiple first-round picks. He goes with Josh Hader, maybe uh, Jeff does, and Charlie Blackman. Uh, how do you like that pairing? Charlie Blackman's still going to be a points league god. Uh the fact that he doesn't run much anymore doesn't hurt him as much in points. Yeah, uh, I feel like Kyle Tucker could be like that's a good comp for uh, Kyle Tucker is what prime Charlie Blackman was. No, Except yeah. uh, Kyle Tucker isn't going to be need to be helped by a course field like Blackman probably has been over his career. Uh, but yeah, Charlie Blackman has the skill sets to really age well, especially in a points league where you're not relying on the steals as much uh, as safe for a 300 average as probably anybody in baseball. Uh, probably loses a little bit of points and runs and RBIs now that there's no Arenado, but you know, he's still a good pick here. All right. Uh, and then our guy, Beer Belly Mashers, who is a Kansas City Tim, probably the most dangerous guy in this league. Blake Snell uh, goes to him. Um, what makes know. him the most dangerous man in this league? Uh, you, ha- you have to play against him, too. I mean, and that's, that's any fantasy sport basketball, football. I hate playing him because. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. if he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> I don't want to deal with him if he's not here. But I don't know. I, I you know, as you see, he went with Blake Snell. I went with uh, Zach Gallen. Uh, did I uh, aside from the injury, Sean, I guess I should ask you, did I do a good thing here by going Gallen over Snell or did I uh, do it wrong here? I, I think it was in a vacuum, a good pick uh, Blake Snell or Lance Lynn. Any of those guys that went after. I don't think you could have gone wrong. Uh He's just the riskier of the options that were available. Ooh, Blake Snell or Zach Gallen? Oh, Zach Gallen. You think Zach Gallen's riskier? Okay. I think he's riskier than Snell. Um, I think he's a little bit riskier than Lynn. I think Lynn might have a step down, but in a points league, all of those innings really add up quickly. And I yeah. think Lance Lynn's a good as bet of any to lead the league in innings, which mm-hmm. means he's automatically probably set for 500 points minimum. Yeah, well, there it is. 500 points minimum for Lance Lynn, at least, right? So, uh, but uh, I mean, huh, Zach Gallon's supposed to get two more points than Snell. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, Snell, like you mentioned on Sunday, has a propensity to get hurt. So, yes. <laughs> uh, with with balls out, uh, second pick, uh, he went with Kavon Vigio, who's a high contact rate guy. And then the second pick in that first round, he goes with Giancarlo Stanton, who is a power hitting god if he's ever healthy um dh only eligible there so uh i mean not what do you think about that Giancarlo Stanton, number 11 i like the the biggio and stanton pairing uh biggio probably plays a whole lot better in points due to the fact that he does walk uh, he's yeah. kind of like brandon you know brandon nimmo the fact that he's so passive and so has such a great eye at the plate he's not going to chase 
And those walks really do play up in a points league. And unlike Nimmo, who early in his career has had, you know, slightly above average strikeout rates, I think Bijo's actually a better bet to have closer to league average or below league average strikeout rates. Uh, the steals aren't, aren't as important. I think he could end up at the top of that lineup. He's not there yet. It looks like he's going to be a bottom third guy, but I do love this pick and I love Stanton as long as Stanton's healthy, which is always the toss up. Yeah. Talked about Lance Lynn. We already know what he's made out of, so we can go ahead to the second round, which is really the virtual seventh round. And, uh, oh, I don't like that at all. So let's, uh, I'm going to have to unfreeze my thing here. So let's go ahead and unfreeze that. And now we can move on to the virtual seventh round, Sean. Texas uh, Power Drinkers goes back-to-back with Lance Lynn and Kenta Maeda, back-to-back pitchers. Remember, Texas, uh, Shane. Shane's on the uh, on the chat below in the comment section. He's the champion, and I Good. think this is his maybe third championship. I, oh, he'll, wow. He'll tell you. Congratulations, Shane. Uh, everybody's also, great back-to-back back starting pitcher picks. I yeah. picked up both of them in the uh, TGFBI as my two. Actually, I didn't get Lynn, I don't believe. I had Maeda, or maybe I did... I think I did get both. Don't listen to me. I, I got both. Right, so, and I, I like both. <laughs> and to make matters worse, uh, the champion also has Randy Arozarena in this round. So he got both Kenta Maeda, Randy Arozarena, Lancelin in the uh, in the back end of the first round. Um, so far, he's looking good, isn't he? Yeah, especially for coming off a championship season. So yeah, uh, let's see here. Luke Voigt. I know uh, we talked about it uh, previously that Luke Voigt is a great source of power. He goes to Team Balls Out, who's off to a decent start. Uh, he's the guy who did the Calvin Vigio and uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, okay, so really, really doubling down on power here early. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City Tim with Reese Hoskins, Jeff with Glebar Torres, uh, Bob or Robert, I should say, Robert going with Starlin Marte, and then your guy, your boy here. Jordan Alvarez. So, hey. uh, I, I kind of uh, got lucky there that he fell to me among all these Astros fans. I don't know if he, if they they know something that I don't know. Maybe the leg injury is a lot worse than I, people anticipate, or maybe that he's DH only. What do you think about Jordan Alvarez being selected as a second designated hitter? Uh, as you saw that Giancarlo Stanton went in the first round. What do you think about that? I think he has the ability to be the first one, but he faces the same question marks of Giancarlo Stanton, which is health, because he's only, what, 23, 24 years old. He's already had surgery on both knees. Knees aren't something that generally get better. Uh, yeah. He, It's crazy to think that from the age 23 on, he's already just going to be DH only. They have said they do want to get him in the left field. I doubt he sees much of left field. Um, but we're talking about a guy who, in his career so far at the major leagues, looks a whole lot like prime Miguel Cabrera. And if you're getting like prime Miguel Cabrera numbers from Jordan Alvarez, like he's the easiest pick in the world. So <laughs> I, I love this pick. I love it so much. Yeah. So I got, like I said, got lucky. Uh, but again, I'm kind of worried that the, all these Astros fans uh, kind of bypass them. But you saw some of these Astros fans are, I mean, like Shane's going back to back to back pitchers. So, or I'm sorry, back to back pitchers. And, uh, uh, and then at Rosarena right here. Well, that was because I already picked Alvarez, but anyway, uh, Mike, over there with two second-round picks. Going with uh, Luke Voigt and Ian Anderson. Bam. Anderson has looked great in spring training. Oh, yeah. Of all of the guys that Atlanta had, had coming up through the system, uh, Anderson, Kyle Wright, Bryce Wilson, uh, even Max Fried, I think Ian Anderson could be the best out of all of them. That's a great pick right there. And then and, uh, the, here goes three pitchers I love. And it uh, was the only pick I liked from Bushnell's queue so far, which was Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, – 
bad pick. You know how I feel about Hendricks. Zach, please second. Zach Wheeler. I guess I'll do the I'll do Wheeler, please second. Hendricks at this and third in that bunch. Uh, but uh, I, I, like I said, I, I think, like I said, in, in, in a points league, the, the strikeouts are are auxiliary to innings pitched, which I usually don't agree with. Except in a short season, I I am. I, I just think Kyle Hendricks. I'd probably pick Zach Wheeler over him, but I'd probably I would definitely pick Kyle Hendricks over Zach Plesac by far. Mm. Well, so we'll I what, actually like that pick for Matt. We'll see what happens. Uh, but again, it wasn't even his pick, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> Robert Robert comes back with uh, in the second round with Max Muncy. So he now has Starlin Marte and Max Muncy in the second round. Uh, how do you, what do you think about that pairing right there? It's a it's a you know good one. Uh, I <laughs> Starling Marte in a points league doesn't really I, I don't like Starling Marte really in fantasy to begin with I know he's so valuable because yeah. the steals and solid yeah. batting average but in a points league I really I, I worry about I don't exactly like how league. yeah how good he can be in a points league but I love the Muncie pick so you're not going to get too many squabbles from me all right well let's move on to the third round the virtual eighth round so Robert uh comes back with you know Max Muncie and Carlos Correa so uh it's a hell of a pairing there would you say so right yeah i'm really digging the correa bounce back as we all saw what he did in the postseason uh that, that's a solid pairing right there i would love to see and maybe at the end of this if we have enough time we can look at their total teams but I, i'm really liking what castroville's doing so far all right uh houston steelers getting zach Greinke, the houston pitcher so uh that's uh, no hesitation only 18 seconds uh bushnell comes back with the auto pick with alex Colomay. <sighs> this one Matt- hurt this one hurt me Matt Bushnell is such a homer, a White Sox homer, that he went out and got Alex Colomay just because he missed him so much. So. <laughs> uh, and then once again, like the same thing with how we saw Ryan Presley go earlier. Uh, it's hard for me to justify that when you see some of the relief pitchers that go after him, especially the three that go in this round right here, which yep. Alex Alex Colomay started a run, which is a weird sentence to say. <laughs> Uh, what do you think about Kerry? Uh, he must be listening to this show because he went ahead and got uh, Salvador Perez. That's the first catcher right there, Sean. What do you think about that, huh? Salvador Perez in the points league makes me go even more than Salvador's in a categories league. Well, you can see that he had a he had to really think about it. It took him about ninety <laughs> seconds to make up his mind, and he just kind of settled on him. Yeah, uh, what, what was the the timer allowed for this draft? I forgot. I think it was ninety seconds. Uh, but well, you know I'm, I'm me- saying I saw one. Uh, 129 and 133. So I don't know. Well, you know me, man. You, we, I was doing the slow draft. When I get to turn around and do this fast draft, it, it's like, ugh, it's it's it, it's like warp speed. You know, it goes by really fast. <laughs> My brain won't move this fast. Uh, Max Freed, and then your guy, uh, JT Romuto. I guess Salvador Perez starts a catch a run on catchers, maybe. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Sa- Salvador Perez over JT Romuto is interesting, though. Uh, yeah. I was, <laughs> it's well, close. Maybe- Maybe Steven can uh, explain himself in the in the in the chat below there. Uh, you, your guy goes with uh, Edwin uh, Diaz, uh, your co-host here, Edwin Diaz. I'm uh, loving the team so far, Felipe. I'm loving I the thought... team as as long as Kevin Gossman doesn't show up. Uh, well, we'll t- we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, Edwin Diaz, uh, best player available to me at that point. Might as well snatch him up, especially with all the closers going by so fast. I guess right. Okay, so uh, who's this? Robert again. Yeah, he did mention he has eight picks in the first four rounds, so uh, that's part of the reason wow. why he, maybe he finished in last place. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's take a look at this uh, team. So that's three picks in the last uh, couple of uh, selections there. 
And he has both Christian Javier, Carlos Correa, so a couple of Astros players going to the Astros fan, Max Muncy. Uh, what do you think about that trio there, Sean? I'm looking at some of the starting pitchers, and it's making me feel like that a lot of starting pitchers were kept. Well, it was five per team total. So, right? Five per team? Five per team. And uh, here, here's the list. Uh, let me see if I can blow it up a little bit. Oh, you're looking at the pitchers. Okay, so oh, this is going to be ugly. So <laughs> here's my rankings. This is what I who I had. Um, are these all minor leaguers on the right side? Yes, they are. And no Orioles were kept. No Orioles pitchers were kept. No Tigers pitchers were kept. So anything on purple and blue, that blue is me. They were right? kept. And anything on purple is everybody keeping those guys. So uh, let's come okay. out. Uh, let Excel do its magic here. So I have about uh, 15, uh, 18. And then are those were the minor leaguers over off to the far right. And Arkady, Arkady, yeah. wow. Yeah, Arkady. Uh, That's was... an interesting keeper pick. Yep. So about uh, 20 pitchers, starting pitchers were kept. And that's not including the relief pitchers who, uh... oh, nobody kept relief pitchers. So there you oh. go. So that's that's the list right there. I, I just feel like, especially Javier and Paddock, to go. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find some ones. Uh, I don't want to go too far ahead of us, but like Corbin Burns goes two rounds later. Like mm-hmm. Corbin Burns, Sixto Sanchez, and Sonny Gray all go two rounds later than these guys. Like what? I, so, I, I think those guys are Burns, Sanchez, and Gray are infinitely better than Javier and Paddock. Even though I do like Javier and Paddock, I, I can't pick those guys over the ones that are still on the board at this point. So this spreadsheet here, right? This is the, the, the remember I told you earlier on this podcast uh, season that I was using ATC projections just to make my life easier uh, yes. this year. Just settle upon it because they use holds. So, you know, we're in a holds league, but I use all, I doubled up and used this one. I was able to calculate some total points here based on those projections it's not the total it's not a complete picture but it's a little bit of a picture and these are all the pictures that were available right here sean these are all the guys who are available yeah it's it's hard for me to justify seeing gold or not culture i literally just pulled his name up uh javier and paddock go with some of the people that are still on the board at that point in the draft not i'm not saying they're bad picks it's just i wouldn't have picked them there yeah, and uh, Javier was my 80th ranked starting pitcher, um, and uh, Paddock was like in the top 30. But yeah, that's uh, that, that. He's always a question mark. But hey, you know it's a keeper league. Let's go with that. They're both in their early 20s, so maybe that's part of the method to the man. I know I picked Gallon because he was young at 25, and look how, which is the complete opposite. I was I told you I was gonna do. I was not gonna go after young pitchers and any drafts, and I pulled the trigger on Gallon. So what do I know? I don't follow my own <laughs> advice. So there's Chris Paddock, like you mentioned, Mike Moustakis uh, going to Kansas City, Tim. I remember he's a Royals fan, so former Royal going back to Tim there. Uh, James Karanchik, I know you love that guy. And another closer, Rysel Iglesias going to the champion. Uh, all of a sudden, he doesn't look very champion-like, does he, Sean? <laughs> like I said, all three uh, closers that went at the last half of that round were better than the closer that went at the beginning of the round. I understand that was probably from an auto pick, but still. Well, uh, Shane goes back-to-back closers here. So you saw him go back-to-back starting pitchers. He's going back-to-back closers in this uh, second uh, round of picks here for himself. Iglesias and Trevor Rosenthal, who I'm a big fan of. But are you a big fan of this combination, Sean? I am. 
I do think there is some risk associated with uh, Trevor Rosenthal. Obviously, he just had a hell of a year in 2020, and he had a pretty good track record pre-Tommy John. That first year back from Tommy John, though, was like one of the worst you could ever see. It's like he had no clue where the ball was going, which is something that he dealt with at times in St. Louis. So it's really hard for me to say, oh, it was just Tommy John recovery. Uh, he's he's past it now because – Every, it was every other year in St. Louis, he had like a walks per nine over four. So he's had command issues before. Is this a year that he has command issues or has he finally nipped into the bud and he's okay? Either way, two good bona fide closers for saves. Uh, I like this move. Yeah, saves are worth 10 points in this league. So yeah, that's huge. Yeah, then you got to get them. Yeah, well, I, I was trying to avoid Iglesias. I was actually going for Rosenthal. I do believe in Rosenthal. He's, he's going to pitch in that big-ass ballpark, so... But oh well, I lost out. So, but hey, I got Edwin Diaz anyway. So, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> hey, I'm right. down with Edwin Diaz saves too. And then uh, I gotta say, Brandon Lau going to Primo's team over there, over there, over there in South Philly. Julio Urias in a points league. Sean, what do you think about that? Like I boldly, somewhat predicted on the show yesterday. I think there's a chance Julio Urias throws more innings than Walker Bueller. I think he is past being misused by the Dodgers. You know, that whole bullpen rotation, bullpen rotation. I think he's moved past those guys. I think the guys that are going to have to deal with that now are Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, maybe Josiah Gray as a prospect. So I think Urias has supplanted himself into the rotation, and he's not going anywhere. I really like the pick. All right, so I made a mistake here. Three, I said three, three, three closers were kept. Aroldis Chapman, Liam Hendricks, and Kenley Jansen. So I, I did not have the uh, spreadsheet the way I wanted it there. So uh, okay. thanks to Primo who corrected me on that one. Greatly appreciate it. So you can see it as a team sport here. Uh, and then Wilson Contreras going to Jeff's team, which uh, that's still a better pick than, um, I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's a, that's a pretty good pick. I mean, especially if the catchers are already going right now off the board. Uh, yeah. Might as well go for with, it. Right yeah, now. with the catchers that have already gone, these make sense. So Jordan Hicks uh, going to Robert's team in a points league. What do you think, Sean? I'm just – I'm not sure how St. Louis is going to do that back into the bullpen yet. Um, if Jordan Hicks is the guy, then great pick. But you could see guys like Giovanni Gallegos, Alex Reyes. I, I just see a lot of threats. It could be a closer by committee. Carlos Martinez could go back to the bullpen. We don't know. So it's a, it's a risky pick, but uh, a bold one. So uh, Robert is saying it was way too early to pick catchers. I guess he's uh, referring to the Salvador Perez. And like you, like we mentioned, Salvador Perez going kind of made a run on catchers. So um, we talked about all the time. Catchers is a little bit stronger this year than last year, but it's still a thin position. So if you're worried about catchers and not getting a good one or trying to get a good one early on, this is the way to do it. So I went with Ketel Marte because uh, love, in- love, love. Well, at least you love him. I I kind of don't, <laughs> but I got him because I thought he was center field eligible. But uh, I that's a typo on my part, so I can't read my own writing. And uh, you got the the best part about Cattell Marte. I think he's even better in a points league. He controls the strike zone well. Lots yeah. of extra bases. Doesn't strike out a whole lot. I I think he's going far too late in all drafts. I mean, this was a guy who was like a top third, top three, top four round pick. And now he's going like seven, eight, nine, ten. I think he could still return the value of his 2019 season, even if the power comes down to like 20 or 25 home runs instead of 30 plus. Well, that's what I'm hoping, but I have a bad feeling. It's going to be more like 15 and maybe I'll get 10 stolen bases, which, uh, but uh, he was the, uh, as far as I was concerned, he was the best second baseman available at that time. 
But really, the reason I wanted him because I thought he qualified center field. But uh, I mean, he will eventually. So maybe all is not lost with him eventually. Uh, Mike going from California, going with Lourdes Gurriel. Um, I felt like Lourdes Gurriel went very late in our baseball life draft. Uh, he went super late. And if we finish up our part two tomorrow, him and another Blue Jays outfielder also went very late. Well, what's the hate on Lourdes Gurriel? I mean, I, I know why I hate him, but he's <laughs> no, he's better than Glaber Torres. Oh God. All right, and he, fun. and he might be infield at middle infield eligible at second base. Like, yeah. Oh my God, sign me up. I think he is infield eligible. I'm not, I would need to double check that. Maybe on Yahoo, not in this. No. <sighs> right here, let me look it up. All right. Keep While going, keep look, going though. Yeah. Jeff goes back with Paul Goldschmidt, the uh, Mac attack. Steven goes with Tim Anderson. So that's a little bit of a Homer pick, but it's still a good pick. I like. I mean, I like Tim Anderson. I had him last year. Um, boy, Matthew. Yeah, he's, uh, I, I saw where Bushnell has joined us and I'll, I'll preface this again. Bushnell, I understand you missed the draft. Um, I'm going to try and take it easy on you, but, um, Alex Colome and then Roberto Azuna, who, uh, let me remind everyone does not have a team. Uh, yikes. Uh, okay. Well, he'll explain himself either on the podcast on his podcast tomorrow, or he'll explain himself right now. If he's on the, in the comments section. Uh, we talked about this guy in the other draft, baseball on the baseball life draft, Hyun Jin Ryu, who uh, you asked me, do you actually take Kevin Gossman over Hyun Jin Ryu? And I goes, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> well, Steven uh, from Houston decides, well, I don't think so, Felipe. I'm going to get the South Korean uh, 34-year-old starting pitcher, and he's going to be planted on my starting rotation there. And a couple of old guys, Adam Wainwright going to uh, Robert again. So who does he take on the turn? Oh, there is no turn. So there must have been a trade here that I'm not aware of. And uh, now we bring in Johnny uh, from who's a big Oklahoma uh, University fan goes with Kirby Yates, who we just found out injured list arm trouble. Uh, it's the time of year, by the way, Lourdes Gurriel only qualifies a left field in this league. Yeah. So. I, I just saw he didn't play second base at all in 2020, but he did yeah. play nine games in 2019. Okay. Uh, there's Corbin Burns, which is criminally, oh, criminally going late. That is a great pick there by Steve. I, uh, I just saw in an, on Twitter last night in an NFBC league, you know, pretty competitive. It was only 12 teams instead of 15, but the guy got Corbin Burns at like 56, 57th overall, the same spot. And I'm like, what in the world? But yeah, that's that's probably the pick of the draft right there. Yeah, I love that pick. I can't believe he actually went with Ryu before he would he did with Burns, but. He must know the the Texas guys better than we do because, uh, like you said, like I like I said, uh, Robert went with Adam Wedding, right? Uh, Johnny went with the closer and Kirby Yates, and uh, looks like Steven's gonna be out the coming out the winner in this uh, pitching duel of sorts. Uh, Steven Carey, who are my White Sox brethren, going with Drew Pomeranz, which is unfortunate for him because you mean Bushmill, Bushmill? No, no, no they're, well, they're both my Chicago White Sox brethren. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> oh my God, you are right. Uh, yeah, sorry, Steven. I t- <laughs> good catch there, Sean. Uh, there's Steven. Steven is Mac attack. So, but no, uh, uh, so uh, yet another closer by uh, Bushnell um, going with Drew Pomeranz and not just any closer, but, it, but a guy who's kind of questionable at closer. And he also has a left. But, form but in a points well. league, you know, while you did say saves are worth 10 points and that's huge in a points league, these guys that are just great relievers tend to help you out no matter what. Not in this league. No, 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 no. no. You don't no, get any holds or anything. No, no holes. We've, no, we've been no tr- points we've been, for holds. Listen, brother, I've been fighting with, with oh. everybody in this league to put holds in there, and I, I keep getting pushback. So, uh, okay, okay, never problem. mind. I take so, back my statement. 
yeah so sorry man but uh no i mean i but i the big concern is the the arm injury with pomerantz because i have him in the other league and i just found out that he has a left arm uh left forearm oh injury. yeah yeah yeah. you said that i forgot that <sighs> so hopefully it's uh nothing too serious as uh but either way even when he's healthy we don't know if he's gonna close or not because the padres oh. are loaded alice verdugo going to uh steve mac attack there so that's uh I kind of like that pick. I don't know if I would have made it this early, but I don't know who else is available at this point. But here we go. Jeff, the new guy, second back year to man. Back-to-back picks. Back-to-back, Diego Castillo, which uh, another one. And, uh, like, in our league, that's fine. You get a Diego Castillo, just like I think Aaron got Diego Castillo in our uh, in our baseball life league because it's a categories league, right? And Sixto Sanchez is a great keeper. Unfortunately for Jeff, this is not that kind of league. This is a points league. Uh, I know that he's ranked really high, but you know what it is here, Sean, is that uh, CBS is assuming that Diego Castillo is the default closer, either him or Nick Anderson. And that's the only explanation I can give you as to why he's projected to score 459 points. This I, I don't, especially I don't, in a league that you're not going to get any sort of points for hold or anything like that with yeah. relief pitchers. I, I, I would steer away from Tampa Bay because even with, you know, their elite back end options, Nick Anderson, Pete Fairbanks, Diego Castillo, we're still probably going to see Castillo and Fairbanks used as openers. And I mean, that, that, what does that do for you in this league? It doesn't do much. It doesn't do much unless you get a, no, you can't even get a win. Cause if you don't go five innings, you can't, you don't qualify for the win. Yeah. So, uh, so to preface or to, uh, to summarize, in our fan, in our baseball life fantasy league, great pickup Diego Castillo in the Mardi Gras Madness points league. Not a fan, not a fan. Especially and, with this pick here, I would pick Amir Garrett over Diego Castillo because I think Garrett has the beam line chance for saves in Cincinnati right so. now. I, I I don't know why you'd pick Castillo over Garrett, but that's just me. Yeah, he must really like him. And again, you know what? And there were uh, several picks for auto pick. I, I, unfortunately, it doesn't tell you who was auto picked in this. And in the spreadsheet, I just know that Bushnell what did not make a single pick. I don't think I didn't see him show up once last night. But uh, but really quick, Diego Castillo, according to CBS Sports, is projected to score 35 saves this year. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, uh, they know something we don't, I guess. <laughs> no, they don't know Jack at this point. I'm telling you. Uh, Matt Olson, going back to my team. So uh, I, it's been a while since I had Matt Olson. I might have had him it's last year, too. I don't remember. While. <laughs> but uh, I, I was happy with this pick going with the mega power hitting Matt Olson, who plays in a very cavernous ballpark. John E. So John E. Uh, goes with Kirby Yates and then Chris Bryant. So he's getting all the guys with the letter K on their names. What do you think about Chris <laughs> Bryant here in the 10th? In the pretty pretty good round? value. I like it, yeah. uh, especially in a contract year. He's going to look to be proving a lot of people wrong. It, it's a good year to buy in on Bryant, and I'm usually not the person to, to do that. But you know, count me in this year. All right. Oh, so you're looking for a bounce back because you're you're like Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, don't trust Chris Bryan. His uh, yep. baseball. Uh, I, 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 I am. I am very much that person. But if there's going to be a year, it should be this year. Right. I mean, he's got to get paid. He has to get paid. It doesn't guarantee anything. And then their we'll shoulder see. can bug him again for the next four years after this year. But it just has to be good this year. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Kerry, Steve over at Mac Attack explaining himself why with the Salvador Perez pick saying that he's a trend trendsetter. So if you say so, <laughs> uh, our Yank, our, our uh, fellow Yankee fan, I think this he told me that he didn't have a pick until the fifth round. So this must be this is the virtual 10th round right now. He goes with Sonny Gray with his first pick, uh, even though he has a back injury. So we'll see. But he is a Yankee fan. Sonny Gray is a former Yankee. Maybe there's a little bit of love there. I don't know. 
Uh, I don't think there's much love between the Yankees and Sonny Gray. <laughs> well, he's going to uh, uh, Juan. Oh, this is so the evil umpire, right? Yankees fan. This is the guy I was telling you about. His name is Juan Soto. Hey. So I know that'll make you happy. Hey, uh, Juan Soto, when you get a $500 billion contract, uh, you think you could just throw some money at us peasants, please? <laughs> or, or just anybody named Juan Soto, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Amir Garrett, you mentioned him already. He's going to Kansas City Tim. Oh boy, those, he's off to his tricks again. Got to be careful with that guy, Kansas City Tim. <laughs> uh, Primo from South Jersey going Matt Chapman. So a couple of ace players going back to back, or not back to back, but going in this virtual tenth round. And then our champion finishes the uh, the the round with Nick Castellanos. And as you can see, he does not have back to back picks here. The string Jeff- of four hitters that go at the end of this round and beginning of the next round are just so good for how late they went. Chapman, oh, Castellano, yeah. Turner, McNeil is fantastic. The only one I would have some worries about is Chapman in a points league. The yeah. strikeouts could come back. Uh, they could be better. You, you don't really know. Uh, Cast. I'd probably pick Castellanos and McNeil, Chapman, Turner, just because I don't think Turner's going to play all that much because he always gets hurt. But it, it, that's a great group of four hitters right there. All right, so uh, let's talk about it. Matt Chapman and Jeff McNeil um, going to Primo's team. Primo's always a dangerous uh, character to play in this league. Uh, I'm assuming you are. Well, you already said that you don't trust Matt Chapman. I, I had him last year. Uh, he got hurt. I, I trust year, so. Matt Chapman more than I trust Justin Turner. Okay. Uh, I just I think Castellanos and McNeil both are elite in this type of format. McNeil with his ability to not strike out. Castellanos with that perfect blend of average and power. He's gotten a little unlucky. I feel like he's how uh, Marcelo Zuna was in 2018 and 2019, where he was hitting the ball extremely hard, and it just wasn't finding anything. I think Castellanos is primed for a breakout. Well, uh, I mean, I, I got him in my uh, in the baseball life league, so I am expecting the same from him too. Will Smith, so... Remember, Kansas City Tim went ahead and got Amir Garrett. Now he's going with another left-handed relief pitcher and Will Smith. Uh, so we'll see if... Living Braves... a dangerous game, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah well... the, Both of those guys should be the closers on their team. But the yeah. fact that they're left-handed and not named Rolda Chapman, they might not be the closers on their team. So, yeah. I mean, we lo- we love them as pit- as uh, pitchers, especially in our league, the, the baseball life league that we've been talking about. Uh, not Points league is a little bit risky, but uh, if anybody likes to live dangerously and have those uh, calculated risks pay off. It's uh, Kansas City Tim. Speaking of closer, so yeah, the closers are just running like water at this point. The Yankees fan, the Juan Soto, the evil umpire, goes with Rafael Montero. I, we talked about him in our podcast before. Um, I believe you don't like him, right? Who? Uh, Rafael Montero? Montero. Montero yeah, Montero. I just I don't think he holds on to the job. He either gets traded after a good start or he's a bad start and they have uh, options behind him. I, I He's a bad team closer, so maybe he has some value, but I don't see the value here. Oh, and then uh, the commissioner, uh, Robert's letting me know that he is all for holds. So, yeah, let's get it done next year then. Let's uh, let's uh, bring value to all relief pitchers, right, Sean? That's the only way to yeah. go. <laughs> all relief pitchers matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John E. goes to Byron Buxton, uh, center fielder extraordinaire. Actually, back-to-back center fielders going uh, as your boy, your co-host, gets Trent Grisham. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, would you have gone Buxton over Grisham at all here? In a points league, I would definitely pick Grisham over Buxton. Okay. Well, I, I think they both have slightly higher strikeout rates, uh, but Grisham walks. Buxton doesn't. 
I think Grisham's going to score more runs just having a better on base. I I think he's better in just about every way except home runs. And if Byron Buxton finally has that 95th percentile outcome, like we keep thinking he's going to, then that's the only way I really see it, though. Well, CBS is very uh, gun-ho on him, as you can see. 462 points uh, for Buxton, 417 projected points for Trent Grisham. As But as you've seen some of the comments here, uh, CBS uh, projections are not are not a big hit so far in this league. So, <laughs> so we'll see if that comes to fruition. Black, uh, balls out. California Mike goes for Corey Kluber. Ew. Ew. No. No, man. Ew. <laughs> Just not that early. I, I don't mind the pick, but not that early. I noticed that Mike likes to pick a lot of old veterans who he feels like has one more good year out of them. He could just squeeze them and the name recognition will get him some high draft picks when he flips them over. I'm not sure if I've really roasted this guy's team yet, but you took a minute and 13 seconds just to make a bad pick. Like, (laughs) come on. Like if you had done it in 10 seconds and been like, ah, shit, whatever, Corey Kluber. But I mean, you sat here and you took time. Uh, Aaron Savali, who another pick that I like from Bushnell, one of the better ones. But yeah. Marco Gonzalez, Jamison Tyon, Charlie Morton, Dylan Bundy, all guys that go after this. And you picked Corey freaking Kluber. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I'm going to be mean. That's a bad pick. Bad, bad Thumb, pick. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Double but, thumbs uh, down. Getting, uh, I highlighted the Jeff's team uh, for Justin Turner and Keston Kiora. Um, you know, I tried my best, Sean, to get Keston Hiura, but every time it was my turn to draft Keston Hiura, I just kept hesitating and I chickened out and I went in different directions. Uh, like in this example, I went with Trent Grisham to uh, solidify my center field position. And I already had Ketel Marte, so Hiura would have been a luxury pick for me here. Yeah, but, until uh, Keston Hiura can solve the strikeout issues, yeah. I'm definitely avoiding him in points leagues. Well, I, I had him third as my third best second baseman this year. And oh, I that's, did not, uh, that, that's generous. I'm, I'm not even sure you're going to see uh, that. Well, they're both keeper le- teams, yeah. so I, I'm going for the upside. But just like Hura, I struck out in both my leagues. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he balances out the Justin Turner pick because he's a solid, safe floor guy. And he puts in Kessin Hura, who's a high upside, high uh, risk kind of player. So it's an interesting mix there by Jeff's team. Uh, Mac attack going with Starling Castro. Um, bad, bad pick. Bad pick again. Come on, Kerry, man. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm some other friend. guys that you could have picked ahead of him. Javier Baez, Kyle Lewis. Uh, we have, oh, where is the guy? Mike Yastrzemski. Like, <laughs> come on now, people. Yeah, man. Oh. Come on. Steven, I'm your friend. I would have given you a discount on my spreadsheets this year. Come on. <laughs> Just to show you how much I hate Starling Castro, I'm going to see if I can. Uh, Look at my other screen really quick and see where I have him ranked. Starling Castro. In the meantime, Austin Meadows going to Houston, uh, Houston Stevens team. So there's two Stevens. Uh, and then Michael Brantley <laughs> going to the Astros fan and uh, John E. Hey, that's uh, a great points league pickup, by the yeah. way. I actually like that one that's a lot. It's, it's not bad. Uh, where the hell is Starling Castro? Oh, Starling Castro is my 31st best second baseman this, in my rankings. Oof. I don't like that. <laughs> Let's uh, move on here. And uh, Bob, or Bob, I keep calling him Bob. Uh, oh. Robert, the commissioner, has a, his gets his pick back. Goes with Dallas Keuchel. Um, well, that's it. Is what it is, right? Former in, in, Astro- a, in a points league, I think you go after innings even harder yeah, than any other format. Dallas Keuchel is a guy who, coming off a short season, the team doesn't even care. They're going to hand him the ball and say pitch. I mean, he's the guy that they're him and Lance Lynn are the guys they'll rely on to eat yeah. innings that guys like Kopech and maybe even Giolito. They might baby Giolito. So oh God, I think Keichel happens. and Lynn are the guys that they're going to rely on to really throw more innings 
so he could be a good pick here in the points league. Either that or Dallas Keiko, former Astro, going to do the Astros fan. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, there is some bias towards ex-players of your favorite team. So we'll <laughs> see. Uh, really quick, I want to just commend, uh, what's his face? Uh, Houston Steven, uh, not Chicago Steven. That's my friend. Houston Steven from the Houston Steelers. Uh, finishing up, uh, looks, looks like he's finishing up his outfield, getting Austin Meadows at left field. Kyle Lewis at center field. So it's not too shabby there. Uh, you know, even though Matt Bush knows an auto pick, he did make sure that a White Sox player did go to his team, Yasmani Grandel. Uh, so yet another catcher getting selected. Very I, early, I'm uh, not sure if you've seen him in the comments, but yeah. he said he looked at his roster after missing the draft and he yeah. was floored when he saw four catchers. And I just instantly thought of Taco from the league about like he'll draft like seven kickers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that, that's what it's like to wake up with four catchers on your roster. Oh, my God. He ended up with four catchers? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> I thought he ended up with, like, 20 relief pitchers because it seems like he's... Uh, hey, he's going to field an way. entire team of relief pitchers and catchers and still beat you. Oh, my God. Carson Kelly, Yadier Molina, and Sean Murphy. No wonder <laughs> I couldn't get Sean Murphy late in the draft. Well, that sucks. Trade him a couple right. of outfielders. <laughs> Bush, if you're listening, I'll trade you for Sean Murphy. Come talk to me sometime. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jesus Lazardo, which is, I know that Steven loves him. I know that he's uh, gone after him. Very if Jesus Lazardo would have been there with your next pick, would you have picked him? Maybe, probably. Also, I feel like I, I see you finally came to your senses and drafted Will Smith. You won't yeah, be, so, I mean, you won't be sorry. You're going to lie. I am sorry. Cause yeah, he's only got, he's going to time share. Well, my goal was to get a second catcher to kind of compliment him. So a, a second catcher who's going to get playing time. And, uh, these these damn people ruined my plans. I don't know. <laughs> like I felt like I was able to get my I manipulate my way in the baseball life league when it came to catcher, but here for whatever reason, probably because Bushnell kept picking all the catchers on, on auto pick. But but yeah, this, that was very disappointing that I wasn't able to compliment Will Smith with a, another catcher who's guaranteed more playing time. But uh, but yeah, I, I I didn't like any of these other guys here. I mean, why do I want Shohei Otani? I know he's gonna pitch, but I already got Jordan Alvarez. In like in Mark this format, do you get both the hitter and the pitcher? I believe so. I believe, but it, but it's a weekly league, so yeah, yeah, he kind of loses all value. Yeah, so, but I mean, yeah, because he because the Angels are going to be what on a six man rotation. So yeah, and, but they're not going to do how they were doing him before, where it was like he would pitch on Sundays, and that was his dedicated day to pitch. They're just going to pitch him whenever his time in the rotation comes up. All right, so maybe there is a chance he will get to pitch twice in one week because that's a big thing in this league is being yeah. able to pitch twice. But I know balls out. Uh, Mike, he is uh Angels fan. So uh, well, let's go back a little bit. We got Javier Baez and Anthony Santan there. Um, uh, pretty solid picks. I know you mentioned Baez already. Uh, that you would have picked. I don't like Baez in a, a points league, but I'll, I'll take Baez over uh, Castro on a points league. Yeah. So, and Anthony, Anthony Santander here, I actually really do like the pick. Anyone who's slated to get like a lot of ABs in Baltimore with the contact and power skills that Santander has shown is going to be really good. Well, going to Johnny's team again, uh, trying to solidify the. Uh, you got Michael Brantley in the last round, Anthony Santander in this round. So there's a little bit of a method to his madness here. Uh, the Yankees fan, uh, Juan Soto gets Marco Gonzalez and Jamison Tyone, Charlie Morton. You mentioned those guys already. Another DH gets elected. Uh, JD Martinez going to the champ too late. Move on. Too late. Too late. Yeah. But too late. Uh, or JD Martinez. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would have picked him sooner. Okay. Uh, Texas sooner. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the champ, what's his face? Shane gets, uh, both, uh, JD Martinez and Brad hand back to back picks. 
you're a fan of those uh, pairings there, Sean? Uh, I'm trying my best to avoid Brad Hand in fantasy. I just, <laughs> yes, he's the, like, they've anointed him the closer, basically. Tanner Rainey's been slow to start in spring training. I think he just had his first appearance. But I just feel like Brad Hand's grasp, <laughs> hand grasp, got it. Uh. Um, <laughs> his grasp on the closer's role is just, like, razor thin. Like, it could take just one or two bad outings and he's out of the role because they have guys, you know, they, they signed Daniel Hudson to big money. Will Harris, um, not big money, but Daniel Hudson and Will Harris both have guaranteed contracts. And then they have Tanner Rainey if they want to use him there. So they have options in hand. I, I've been saying for a while is going on the downslope of his career. So yeah. risky pick. And that's something we talked about when we uh, did the preview for the, um, for the, uh, the remember we did the the team by team preview for the Nationals and when we selected our teams we I think there was like maybe four or five National uh, relief pitchers that were selected nothing to do with the fact that our guy Leon Tompkins was in the in the <laughs> podcast but I think he ended up with three of them so <laughs> all right so uh, South Jersey uh, Jersey I was gonna call him Jersey Mike no Jersey Primo pairing Jake Cronenworth uh, pairing the Charlie Morton pick in the previous round with uh, Jake Cronenworth here. Um, little, uh, I know we talked about Charlie Morton. We're kind of iffy on him, Sean. Jake Cornenworth, I love them last year. I'm not so sure about him this year, Sean. It, I mean, playing I, time concerns. Uh, there's too many good hitters. Uh, the yeah. fact that San Diego went out and re-signed Profar, who was a free agent, that really makes me worry. Granted, Profar, they've been trying to shoehorn to be the backup center fielder. Yeah. I just don't even think he was ever that guy to play center field. But I, I don't know. Cronenworth has the versatility to be on the roster, but is he really starting material in a, uh, was it 12 team league, right? 12 team league. Yep. Yeah. I'm not sure he's, unless there's an injury, he just sits on your bench for a couple of weeks. Like I, I don't know what you do with him. Oh, yeah. I'm not a, uh, yeah, I liked, like I said, liked them last year. Not so much this year. I highlighted uh, Kansas city, Tim's back to back picks. Uh, in the 12th round and 13th round, Jamison Tyone going in the previous round, Dylan Bundy going in the 13th round. Uh, I actually like that pairing a lot there, Sean, uh, this late in the draft. I just wanted to point yep. that out. Uh, uh, Nelson Cruz, too late. What, what's oh, with shit. these DHs going too late? <laughs> like, J.D. Uh, Martinez and Nelson Cruz go, wow. I think it's because, uh, you know, I think this, this is a league that where people would prefer guys to field because they have so many. It's a left field, center field, right field league oh, okay. so that, i think that that when the, you have a league like that i feel like owners would rather have a guy who can uh play at multiple positions and not be handcuffed to only the dh spot yeah so i think that's why i mean i i and i usually go that route but i saw Jordan alvarez and i couldn't help myself i had to get him so and i think uh, some of these guys like uh, uh juan soto here uh and who else got a dh uh mike uh, from Los Angeles, uh, from California, the Angels fan, they had to had a. They saw that the H's show up, and they just had to have them. They had to have them. So, <laughs> uh, Brian Anderson going to Johnny's team. Matt Good Barnes. pick, solid, solid pick. Uh, another risky RP pick, but uh, well, compared <sighs> to everybody else, and uh, but at this, like, point, I'm not even sure he's like he might be the closer for a couple of weeks, and then he might suck, and then you have no clue who's going to be the closer. I, listen, brother, I know what I'm getting myself into with Matt Barnes, but I look around and like, well, all the good, all the closers that I really like just went, went by like, like, are like we Christmas. even sure he's better than Darwin's and Hernandez? Uh, they they well, both have good strikeouts. They both have no clue where the ball's going. I well, mean, they, Boston likes them. 
they like Matt Barnes because I mean I know he's in he's in competition with Adam Adovino right now, but there's no way on God's green earth Adam Adovino is going to be the closer for the Red Sox. I hope Matt, not. <laughs> yeah, and and Matt Barnes is um, I don't like him that much, but I every time they tried to make him the closer, he just like coughs it right I, I back know, up. I know. You're being he's choir, like trying but... to give dog a, your dog a, a pill. You give it to him like in all these different <laughs> shapes and sizes. And the pill just spits back out. That's Matt Barnes. The, the Red Sox trying to feed him the know, closer's I role, know. and he spits it right back out. But as as long as he's the closer, uh, uh, he's uh, he looks like he has the inside track. He's actually pitched very well this spring from all all accounts. And uh, like I said, there was no closers that were left over. Like the the cover was dry at this point. So I, I had I had to get a closer, and that's the guy I went with. Uh, I know you're gonna tell me, well, you could have had some of these starting pitchers. Like uh, I could have, but I love. All Hard three of those starting pitchers at the end of the round, yeah, even Bundy at the beginning, but especially the last three. Yeah, it's a solid. It's a solid uh, trio there. Lamette's uh, risky. McCullers, I absolutely love, mm-hmm. and Sandy Alcantara is, I think, going to be a really slept-on fantasy asset this year. Yeah, uh, a little bit too untrustworthy for me. But <laughs> look at Texas. Well, the, the, I was watching the the Mets Astros spring training. Right I'm not to go off on too much of a tangent, but the Astros pitching coach, uh, he was talking about Lance McCullers. He said that McCullers is, you know, uh, un- not even unique, but his uh, main pitch, the curveball that he's, you know, great pitch. He mm-hmm. said it's the second best pitch he's seen since Mike Scott's splitter. And I was like, oh, that's God. interesting. And then, <laughs> exaggerating, but good. Uh, and then he has a new slider that he's adding this year that Brent Strom said McCullers is really excited about. And then the thing that made me turn around, I wasn't even paying attention to the game. He said, I see 180 innings. And I was wow. like, no way. I was like, no way. You're kidding me. No way. If Lance McCullers throws 180 innings, I'm going to be the happiest man on earth. I have so many shares of them. It's just going to be glorious. Will he actually do it? Probably not. But hey, one can dream. And uh, really quick, I just wanted to point out that, uh, again, our guy, John E., uh, goes back-to-back Marlins in this round, in 13th round, virtual 13th round. Brian Anderson, the third baseman from Miami, and Sandy Alcantara, who you just uh, mentioned you like a lot. Uh, question for you, Sean. Brian Anderson or uh, Gio Urshela in this round? Brr, Brian Anderson? I, I think Gio Urshela is, like, the de facto third baseman for the Yankees. But if there's any ch- sort of, you know, slippage from him, I feel like they have options that they would, you know, DJ LeMahieu to third, Miguel Andujar and his whole adventure to third base. Like, <laughs> like Urshela could find himself. I, I know he played a little bit of short too. So maybe that's his saving grace. Although him and Suarez, who just moved from third to short in the last few spring training games, have no reason being there. But I, I don't know. Urshela, there's too many contingencies. I think this late, it's not too big of a risk, but uh, Brian Anderson has the more solidified role. Oh, interesting. Uh, Mike Jastrzemski and Alex Dickerson just wanted to point out that we go Giants with uh, hey, the Hey, love Giants both of those. That's, that's a do. great auto pick for Bushnell. Alex Dickerson, probably the large side of a platoon right now, but yeah. since going to San Francisco, he's absolutely raked. Nobody talks about him. He's great. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, hold on, Sean. What do you mean nobody talks about him? We talked about him. Season hey, one we, of this we, podcast. Yeah, so. and we had him in the uh, Dynasty Guru uh, writer's mock, too. There you go. And speaking of Alcantara, and this is... Okay, I don't... Oh, this is going to get me so pissed off. So, uh, <laughs> uh, John E. goes... Uh, not only does he go back-to-back Marlins in that in, the, in those uh, 13th round picks, virtual 13th round, but in the virtual 14th round, he goes back-to-back uh, on the... Uh, on, going from one round to the next with Sandy Alcantara and Joe Musgrove, which really irked me because I, 
I was getting to pounce on Joe Musgrove uh, right in this round. And unfortunately, Johnny, with his multiple picks, uh, had the same idea as I did. So that kind of pissed me off. Uh, and this is where things just start to begin to unravel here for me, Sean. Uh, I went with the closer because I thought I needed one more closer to kind of solidify my pitching staff. And that cost me Joe Musgrove. So I'm pretty angry at myself right now. Pablo Lopez, another guy that I like from last year. He's uh, He goes to Houston Stevens teams. Uh, Max Kepler going to Bushnell's team on good the pick, good pick. Yeah, that, good that's, pick that's that's two good picks in a row for Bushnell. That's we're on a roll here. Mac attack Steve Carey. So far, I've not been impressed with Steve. I'm usually like he's like my nemesis or so to speak, especially for fantasy football, fantasy baseball. He won that championship uh, a year or two ago. Uh, so far, I'm not impressed with any of his picks. Man, I have nothing else like nothing else. Just like, wow, man, Steve really knocked it out of the ballpark. Uh, so I know he's going to give me, I mean, as, aside that. from those early first basemen that went in the, the like second round, the, or, uh, you know, the, what was the seventh you had Voight Hoskins and Muncie. Yeah. Then there was kind of like this, it's a definitely an Olsen. You picked Olsen. Yeah. I picked I, Olsen. I'm not crazy about Hosmer, but if yeah. he's batting in the middle of the Padres lineup, it's kind of hard to be mad at it. No, I'm not like, and it's all, like I said, like I mentioned on Sunday, it's all relative, right? You know, I like the pick. Don't get me wrong. It's just, coming from him i don't know it's just it's not that wow factor that you know like oh my god he got eric hosmer so late i mean at at worst you could have punted first base gone a couple of more rounds or (laughs) actually two more almost two rounds exactly uh, in pick carlos santana who is always slept on in points leagues he's always just fantastic in points leagues um but like i said those are probably your two best first basemen left on the board yeah it's hard not to differentiate differentiate between either yeah. Uh, Evil Empire goes after German. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Herman Marquez. Uh, Sunday. Talk about Sunday. a stark difference between yeah. how our draft went in the Baseball Life Fan Tracks League, where he went, what, at the beginning of round two after oh, yeah. Hen- three Hen- keepers? Henry loved them. Henry loved I, I love Herman Marquez too. And yeah. I think a reason to really buy in is the Rockies, I think, are about to implode. And I think we see Marquez get traded. I don't know where, but literally any other park, Herman Marquez is probably a top 15. I think people don't realize exactly how good he is when he's not pitching in Coors Field. Mm -hmm. So I like this pick, especially at the value. I think that's way too late uh, for Herman Marquez, especially in a league where basically five rounds were already gone. So this is the, uh, well, no, it's still the 14th, right? Yeah. So back-to-back Rockies going here. Primo getting CJ Crone. I I picked CJ Crone in the baseball life league last year. Sean um, didn't get much out of him, but he had uh, he had the knee injury and the knee. I think he played like two games. But yeah, CJ Crone is absolutely like flying up draft boards. Like he went from not being drafted and then he saw it like early in the fall. Signed with the Rockies to a minor league deal. Moved up a little bit and then I guess he's hit well in spring training. I haven't really looked at it yet. Okay. But it's funny at how high he is now that we're only a week or two out from the season. He's still like they're going to have to clear a 40 man spot for him because it was just a, a minor league deal. Yeah. But if we just look at CJ Crone's like batted ball data from the, la- the last five years when he was in Tampa, when he was in Detroit, and you just like put that on top of Coors Field. Oh my God. It's like drooling numbers. But I, I feel like a lot of people are getting like moving up too high. For a guy who's not even on the roster yet, technically, and it's it's official. Uh, 
CJ Crone is uh, moving up. Uh, he his contract was selected by the Rockies on okay. March twentieth. Okay, so um, just a couple days ago. There we go. And according to roster resource, he is the listed first baseman for the Rockies at the moment. Uh, it's a very good pick. His oh, sorry, where, do, where do they have him batting in the lineup? Roster resource so far. One, two, three, four, fifth, fifth behind. Okay. Uh, uh, Charlie Blackman's in front of him, and then Sam Hilliard is his protection. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor guy <laughs> uh charlie i'm uh, sorry cj crone uh he's projected to get 31 home runs bat 268 337 on base and 521 slugging so uh oh he, really, if, if he gets every pick. if he that's gets everyday pick. abs he's just it's a monster move yeah and i was talking about like carrie why don't you wow me and then primo does it with the next a couple of picks later with with the wow factor there so back-to-back Rockies, uh, good picks there. With really good picks, solid picks by both of those guys, uh, Soto and Primo. And then I guess to me, Eugenio Suarez, who I couldn't believe. Sean, let me tell you, man. Eugenio Suarez was on the top of my queue for like at least three or four rounds, maybe even five rounds. And there was the disrespect for this guy. And I know that by this time of the draft, the virtual 14th round, there, a lot of people's third base positions are already locked up. So I was I get I got that luxury to kind of wait a little longer, especially with Joe Musgrove getting picked like, the solid choice for me was, or the go-to pick was Eugenio Suarez. So, especially uh, if he picks up shortstop eligibility for you, hell yeah, he, that's that's <laughs> gonna be nice. Granted, I will say this: I'll throw a little bit of cold water here. Um, Go ahead. The, the bat's awesome. You know, he's a bona fide power hitter now, especially in that park. Uh-huh. But over the last two years, uh, almost 900 plate appearances, uh, he has a 29% strikeout rate. I think that's something that's for real now. I, I think he's gotten so caught up, especially when he hit 49 home runs in 2019 and saw his strikeout percentage go like five points higher than it had ever been before. Uh, and then it was the same thing in 2020. So with that high of strikeouts, you really do have to bring him back down to earth a little bit in points leagues. Well, he was brought down to the virtual 14th round, lands on my team. So I'm, I'm yeah, happy. It's still, it's still great value for him, but you know, that's, that's, Maybe why he went so late. I don't know. Well, everybody's loss is my game. That's how I see it. Uh, John E going to Dan, uh, going with Dansby Swanson. So John E having himself a very busy late the late draft here. As uh, now he has Sandy Alcantara, Joe Musgrove, Dansby Swanson. Uh, how you liking the, those three picks right there, Sean? Uh, I don't touch Dansby Swanson. Yeah, I don't touch Philly's relievers until they can prove they're not historically ass. Uh, Clint Frazier, if he has the job. That's a great pick. Oh, uh, for, for people who can't see, uh, yeah, the next pick after Dancy Swanson is uh, the Evil Empire, the Yankees fan, Archie Bradley going to uh, that team, Juan Soto's team, and he paired him up with Herman Marquez. So you go from a very good pickup in Herman Marquez, and then you get Archie Bradley. <laughs> but like, like you said, it does appear relief pitcher has been is really did get picked clean. So yeah, uh, the one point. one relief pitcher that goes after. Archie Bradley that I'd still probably pick in front of Archie Bradley is Keg, uh, Keg Craig Kimbrell. And yeah, there's yeah. one other one I saw. Um, Joaquin Soria went after him, but I'm not really sold on Soria either. So, yeah, yeah I, if it comes down to Archie Bradley or K- Craig Kimbrell, I'm picking Keg Kimbrell. Oh, my, I can't say his name. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Well, like you mentioned, Clint Frazier. Uh, it- you know, I'm not really worried about Clint Frazier, except for the fact that he goes to Kansas City Tim's Tim, yeah, Kansas City Tim's team. I say that 20 times fast. Uh, Primo with a questionable pick, uh, Willie Castro. I think you said you like them. I, I, do, I it's, it's I a weird know. thing with Willie Castro. It, it's, I don't get you it. look at it and it's hard to believe, but I think I'm buying in. I'm starting to buy in on Willie Castro. 
Okay, well, you do that. I'll steer <laughs> clear. And of course, we get to. So uh, Shane must have been paying attention to the podcast. That's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna frame it. The champion was paying attention to the podcast. Uh, He's last, doing his uh, homework. He's the, yeah. He goes back to back Felipe picks here. Ramon Laureano and Kevin Gossman. And and this is the. This is the, the the straw that broke my back right here, man. I was so pissed off that Kevin got. I did. I struck out on both Joe Musgrove and Kevin Gossman. Uh, like my name was Gary Sanchez or something. Um, <laughs> or who were we talking? Joey Gallo. Who were we talking about earlier? Gary Sanchez, I believe. Not, not no, that was. Oh Sunday's wait, in, 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 this, in this in this show, striking this show. out a lot. Suarez. He, no, it was earlier than that. It was somebody else. Keston like, Hero. Oh yeah, I struck out twice like Keston Hero with uh, losing both on Joe Musgrove and Kevin Gossman. I was devastated, but uh, no, you know what it is, Sean. I don't get mad. I just adjust and move on. We'll see who I picked up in the virtual fifteenth round. Uh, Primo actually kind of redeems himself with the Ian Hat pick after going with Willie Castro in the last round. Uh, Brady Singer, uh, Homer pick by Homer pick Homer pick by Kansas City Tim. So that is his weakness. He loves his Royals. So. <laughs> Try to use that against them. The Yankees fan going with Brandon Nimmo. Hey, like Brandon Nimmo posted his first below league average strikeout rate in 2020 in a points league. That's big, especially for someone like Brandon Nimmo, who's like guaranteed for a 15% walk rate, leading off in one of the best lineups in the National League. I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest Brandon Nimmo stand, I think, on the planet Earth. So, of course, I'm going to love this pick. And uh, Ty France, or as I like to call him, thank you, France. Um, <laughs> I, we talked about him a little bit on the show yesterday. All right, so we don't have to talk yeah. about him now, right? So he's going to be really I, – I think he's a good okay. hitter. He's if a good he hitter. So. Oh, whatever. I don't care. Tyler Mayo. <laughs> so uh, is it Mayo or Mayley? Did we Molly. Decide what his, Molly. Molly. Getting so, Wally with uh, Tyler Molly and Aaron Savali as MLB Moving Averages said on his podcast the other day. Well, it had I, me cracking up. I could use some Molly after that debacle, the debacle with Joe Musgrove and Kevin Gossman not being on my team, but that's fine. Tyler Molly uh, – a guy who I had last year, you picked him up in our league, unfortunately, because I, I was targeting him as well. And so a nice little consolation prize. But yeah, I'm, at this point, my pitching is not very strong, which I yeah. moving on to uh, John E's team. So he pairs up Ty France with Zach Davies. Um, no, I, I'm innings. not a fan of that. Innings. Okay, that, I feel like that's all you're getting. There's innings. Uh, multiple picks uh, for our Yankee fans. So he goes uh, Brandon Nimmo and Tristan McKenzie, who we talked about on Sunday's show. We are a little concerned about Tristan McKenzie still, right, Sean? Yeah, in another DH that went too late. <laughs> or hey, Soler. Hey, well, again, uh, if he were a left fielder or a right fielder, I think he would have gone a little earlier. But uh, that's a solid pick there by uh, McIntyre. So there you go. I, a little compliment for my I, I could see Jorge Soler picking up one of the outfields midseason, though. He just needs five games, man. Then he qualifies. Yeah, ju just five games. Like Carlos Santana might play a couple of games at first. They might move Hunter Dozier to DH. I mean, they have a lot of moving pieces. So Lair's probably going to pick up outfield eligibility if it's only five games. Uh, Matt Bushnell with the auto pick going with Colton Wong. And that's, uh, he finally came around to my type of thinking about Nick Magical. As you guys know, uh, Bushnell's <laughs> favorite team is the White Sox. And he would have, uh, he admitted to me that he would have, he would have, he would have preferred Colton Wong being signed with the White Sox, <laughs> not the Brewers. Uh, just to at least uh, oh. give Slappy some ch a chance to kind of uh, get his bearings straight. But, get his uh, bearings. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, it didn't, he didn't go to the White Sox, but Colton Wong is on Team Bushnell. So there you go. Granted, in, in a points league, Colton Wong is a sneaky on-base guy, yeah. and he's projected to be the leadoff hitter batting in front of Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yelich, and all those other guys. So that actually is not a terrible pick. 
It's a really good pick. Uh, uh, I don't. I, I don't know if that there was might be some second but... baseman that go behind where I'm going to say, okay, I'd pick him over that. But I actually like that pick. Yeah, you can't. You could do a lot worse this late in the draft for a second baseman, as uh, we talk about it. You, you, you okay? So I'm sneaking ahead here, and I'm going to try not to spoil it. But you're saying all these bad things about Slappy, and I'm about to slap you in three rounds. That's all I'm going to say. All righty. Uh, I don't know what that means, but as you see, back-to-back catchers going here with uh, Houston and Castroville. Castroville is an actual town in Texas, I believe, from what I, what I, what I remember. Alec Mills going uh, in the virtual 16th round. Robert starting us off there. Uh, so we got Scarver and Alec Mills. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not a fan of that, but I think uh, Castroville is kind of looking for a catcher at this point, and he's looking for another pitcher, uh, the Another David Fletcher-like type pitcher, so to speak. So, <laughs> uh, Brian Hayes, you know, there's our guy um, going to uh, Houston Steelers. Uh, Houston is uh, not a steel <laughs> town, but Pittsburgh is. So we'll go with that. Uh, you mentioned Carlos Santana. There you the go. Awesome in the points league. Awesome. Oh, that's a Bushnell pick. There you go. That's another good pick. That's like four picks in a row by the computer. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, hold on, Sean. I gotta do just do something. There we go. Okay, it's fixed. Let me go back in there. Okay, back to sharing. We need some elevator music for whenever you go to edit your spreadsheets. Oh, yeah, I could, uh, I could do that. I could do that. I could provide the music. Jorge Polanco. Um, last I checked, I don't know what his uh status is with the twins because last I checked, it was gonna be Luis Arreyes and um Andrelton Simmons as the middle infield pairing. No, is that how you're seeing it? The, 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 I thought Polanco was slated to start earlier. Arise is the bench piece. That that's I oh, keep now see, they moved him. I keep hearing in this I thought has been the story all season off season is no. Polanco's moving to uh, second base and Arise is gonna be the Ben Zobris Swiss Army knife roll. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, it but, really is because I love Luis Arias and I think he should be the well, leadoff hitter. In for the baseball. majority of the se- offseason, um, roster resource had Polanco on the bench, and that's what I went with because, you know, they signed Angelton Simmons, the Twins did. I mean, right now they, he's slated to start at second base and bet yeah, Now he is. I'm just saying this I'm, entire like, – I think you might have been seeing stuff. No, 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 no. I, no, 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 no. Come on. 90% of the time, I, and I double-check, and I triple-check, and I kept coming back, and roster resource, there it is again. Jorge Polanco on the bench, Simmons and Arias uh, starting at middle infield. It's like, okay, well, I mean, they have that depth, so the Twins are going to hey, maybe twin. Maybe if we were managing the Twins, that's what we would do. Uh, precisely. Why are you giving <laughs> Anderson Simmons so many at-bats? Anyway. Why are we giving Jorge Polanco so many at-bats? Because are they just going to trade? Oh, no, 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 no. They're going to give Jorge Polanco all these at-bats and then trade him, <laughs> well, just like they did why. with Eduardo Escobar. Well, I don't know why, because they're trying to compete this year. So, because uh, Luis Cap- Arias is better than Jorge Polanco. All right, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. Luis Arias with uh, okay, according to the depth chart uh, projections over at Fangraphs, Luis Arias five hundred forty six plate appearances. That's a lot. That's a good playing. I'm, I'm out of playing time, right? It's really, yeah, a lot. Okay, of yeah. So I'm seeing the same thing on roster resource. But here's my point. Hold on, Sean. Before you continue, here's my point. Luis Arias five home runs, five stolen bases, out of five hundred forty six plate appearances. It's a points league. No. <laughs> He's going to get you a lot of a lot of hits. Got a lot of one point games, and he doesn't give you any negative points because he never strikes out. Okay, that's a lot of 10, 12 points up per week. There, there you go. <laughs> Tra- Travis Darnell going to the Yankee fan um, of Evil Empire. You mentioned Craig Kimbrell. I, I know, I believe Mike from California. Somehow he ends up with Mike Craig Kimbrell every year, and then I get Alec Baum. 
Alec Baum, who's my uh, remember I had Eugenio Suarez. Uh, you know, we were concerned about the strikeouts. Well, this is a keeper league. Alec Baum is under 25 years old. I, I, I saw that nobody had him. I, and before the Phillies fan in the group got him, I snatched him up before he did. So too late, was- uh, especially in a keeper league. That that was too late of a pick. I love it, though. I love yeah, Alec too. Boehm. Yeah. I see Anthony, Rowan, Anthony Rendon levels. Anthony Rendon type level upside. Yes. There you go. Yes, that's what I want to hear, Sean. That's why we have you here every week. So, uh, Atlee Rushman, speaking of keeper, uh, league, Atlee Rushman. Could he not have been kept in a minor league slot? Nobody wanted him. Wow. Because yeah, I'm, I mean, in this, well, listen, man, I've been doing this thing for like 20 years now. It, it seems like it catching prospects are such a, a crapshoot. It's, it's, it's not worth it. So, but in this setting, I guess it was worth it. So we'll see if uh, Rushman uh, is the real deal. Because all we care about, about these catching prospects are their hit tools, right, Sean? We don't yeah. care about anything else, but. But it's their defense and game calling skills that get them plate appearances. So we have to we have to yeah. care about somewhat about that. Yeah, exactly. But as long as he has the uh, and and I and I bring that up, Sean. I'm sorry to beat a dead horse here late this this late in the in the podcast. But the reason is, a lot of the times that these players are ranked, these catchers are ranked really high, is mostly because of defense and their yep. hit tool is kind of an afterthought. But for fantasy purposes, it's the reverse. Yes, you need the defense to be there so we can get the playing time, Will Smith. But as long as they can hit, man, we got to keep an eye on them. And uh, that's a really good pickup by John E. there. Uh, the Yankee fan, Juan Soto, Hunter Doja. Who, that's a good pick. I like it. I, I, always, yeah. I like it, too. Uh, okay, so now I don't feel so bad he, about he's me. A guy, he's a guy who, in 2020, people are totally forgetting what he did in 2019. And I vividly remember doing one of our first yeah. shows back in 2019 where we were talking about his you know, exit velocity on both line drives and fly balls. He was one of the best in the league early in that year. Uh, 2020, he never got his feet underneath him. He had a Yohan Moncada season. He got yeah. COVID yeah, and just got never got never got there. So I think Hunter Dozier is an awesome pick uh, for a bounce back. The other problem with Hunter Dozier and, uh, is that he's first base eligible and he's ranked as my 18th best first baseman. It, first base is just loaded. And uh, he also qualifies a right field. But uh, if you're yeah, I was, was going to say, I think they on plan on playing him primarily in right field. Actually, they have him primarily at third base. Whit Merrifield's supposed to bat, uh, be in right field. Well, that you know what, then, Sean, that's even a better pick because now he has three. In, in this league, as far as I'm concerned, that's that would be three spots yeah. that he would But it, like for, like so. we talked Hunt- about with Solaire, he's, they got a lot of moving pieces, so Dozier's going to have multi-position eligibility. And somebody showed me an article that Hunter Dozier wants to run more. And I was like, Hunter Dozier's okay. never really stolen bases, but – Anything you get from somebody like that is a bonus, and he actually has above average average sprint speed, uh, above average sprint speed. So, yeah, take that for well, what you want. He's on the right team. He's on the right team, man. The Kansas City Royals—they love to run because they got nothing else to play for. And uh, Hunter Dozier, I'm glad to hear that he's going back to third base. That's that's where he—that's where it all started for him, I believe. Yes. Uh, so Gary Sanchez, I was gonna say, and I don't feel so bad for picking Gary Sanchez in the fa- in the baseball life league because Kansas City Tim picked him. Right here. So if he believes in him, I definitely I'm all in on Gary Sanchez now. So thank you, Tim, for solidifying my pick there. He's batting uh, 200 with a 28 and a half percent strikeout rate. I'm getting tired of ranting about Gary Sanchez and how not good he is. You do it to yourself, man. You do it to yourself. <laughs> uh, Joaquin Soria, who you mentioned earlier, Frankie Montes, who we mentioned on Sunday, Eduardo Rodriguez. That's uh, that's pretty damn good there. The, by the Shane. Next, Frankie Montes and Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, the back back string of starting pitchers that are about to go minus 
like Pineda and Scooball, who I could Damn. see the value in them. But Montes, Erod, Stroman, Soroka, Eflin, Means, that's a that's such good value. I know, all the people who got those are really good picks. Um, Adele was really good. Uh, Scooball has looked great in spring training and has basically locked down a rotation role out of the gate. That's so, I got him. That's oh, you I got, got him. him. I didn't even realize that was yeah. you. Well, I got him in the other league too. So um, I made a note to, uh, I mean, at this point, you, you took away Joe Musgrove and Kevin Gossman from me. So I'm just looking for anything at this point. Uh, so I got lucky that uh, people slept on Tariq Skubal in the virtual 17th round. Josh Donaldson, you mentioned Joe Adele already, so we'll skip him. Josh Donaldson going to the Yankee fan. Greg Holland going to John E's team. And <laughs> Mike, the Angels fan, going back-to-back picks here. Uh, Trey Mancini, Marcus Stroman. Hmm. That's very peculiar of him to do that. Uh, what do you think? It's Trey- Mancini is could be really good. I mean, obviously, out of no fault to his own, he had, you know, the cancer stuff going on. Uh, if Trey Mancini, like the same thing with Anthony Santander, anyone who's slated to get like 350 plate appearances in uh, Camden Yards is gold, especially someone like Mancini who's shown it before. It's just uh, getting it. All righty then. Uh, Mike Soroka. That, okay, so there you go. Mac attack there. That's great pick up there. I finally get to, uh, another legitimate compliment going your way, Steven. So don't don't shit on me later. So Mike Soroka, I know he has the Achilles heel, but he should be uh, back by late April, according to one report I, that I saw. So that's a, that's a really good pick there. Zach Eflin. I was thinking about Zach Eflin, but then I saw that he had a back problem and like, no, nah, I need I need someone with health at this point because I can't keep taking risk at pitcher. But anymore. hey, that's it. I like Zach Eflin this year. That yeah. is another good computer pick for Bushnell. <laughs> it's, this is looking better. Aside from the three really shitty relief pitchers they gave you early, uh, things are looking up. Yeah. Uh, John Means, Mark Canna going uh, to the two Astros So I, I just what I haven't really got to talk about Mark Canna a whole lot. But uh, over the last two seasons, uh, he has an OPS only 10 points less than uh, – a certain Marcelo Zuna who went number one overall in this draft. That's right. They almost identical strikeout numbers. Canna walks a little bit more. Uh, obviously, Ozuna had the huge 2020 while Canna had a huge 2019 recency bias. I think Canna goes too late in every single draft. I think he's a whole lot better than people realize. Uh, so, as you can see, he go, uh, Robert goes with uh, Quang Young Kim from the Cardinals along with Mark Canna. Um, I don't know what to make of Kim from the Cardinals. Uh, I know. I don't I think him. he's good. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Like he, okay. had, he had a sub two ERA in 2020. Uh, he had an XFIP over four and a half and a FIP right below four. He just seems like a really big pitch on the ground. You know, granted, with that infield, it might work, but. A strikeout rate of five and a half per nine is like transporting us back to the seventies. I don't like that. <laughs> I really don't like that at all. So, well, some I mean, like he, I think he is slated to go into their rotation to start. Okay, but I, I just don't buy it. I, I don't think he's good. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So let's move on. Let's go to another crappy pitcher and Brad Keller. So John means Brad Keller. I don't like these picks, man. I, I, 
I don't see it. I know people love John Means, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, you know what? They love Brad Keller too. I don't know what the allure is. Maybe you can, and and in a couple sentences, you can tell me why I should get two shits about John Means and Brad Keller here. John Means uh, already had the breakout in 2019. Obviously, pitching in Baltimore sucks, but so far in spring training, been Same sitting more. at 94, 95. Brad Keller, wipeout slider, could probably try and strike guys out, and he doesn't really do that. But just like I hated on Kim. Uh, last year, Brad Keller only had a five and five point six K per nine with a ERA of two and a half, mm-hmm. but big ground ball rate. He just has such a great slider. I don't know how he doesn't strike pe- more people out. So I don't like him. So. But I think he's destined to pitch innings for that team. He's the right. the de facto. I think Ace him and Mike Miner are going to be relied upon heavily for Kansas City. So I, I don't hate. I I like Keller over Kim. I think Keller has far more upside compared to Kim. Actually, Danny Duffy is. SP one. <laughs> hey, to talk about a season one call. Actually, that's pre total basis podcast callback right there to Danny Duffy. Okay, so and okay, so currently roster resource does have Brad Keller. I had Danny Duffy as my number one for some reason because uh, that's how long ago I made these uh, the, these spreadsheets. I think I was done by early March. Now we're in almost to late March and things have changed. So Brad Keller, Mike Miner, you mentioned it. Brad, Brady Singer. And Danny Duffy is at the, the number. It's four it's spot. weird. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, roster resource only has four starters for them: Keller, Miner, Singer, and Duffy. Uh, and Jacob Junis is the long relief guy, so I don't know what that's all about. It's like they forgot that all those young arms that they used in 2020 exist. Uh, Chris Bubich, mean, Brady Singer. Yeah, well, Chris Bubich is right there in the minor leagues. Scott Blewett. Scott Blewett is also in AAA. <sighs> Listen at AAA. Carlos Hernandez is at AAA. So I don't know. They, maybe. They'll eventually call one of those guys <laughs> They'll out. figure something out. Yeah, it's the Royals. They're not really trying this year. Aaron Hicks going to Bushnell's team again with the auto pick. Austin Nola. Not, not a bad pick in a points league. He's better in points. So I, okay. Once again, computer's doing okay. Austin Nola, this is not a computer pick. Or maybe it is. I, I forgot which. Uh, the, Kerry told me that there was two of his picks that were computer generated. I don't know if this is one of them. But remember, Stephen already, uh, Stephen Kerry already had uh, Salvador Perez. And now he drafts Austin Nola here. So not sure what that's all about. <laughs> uh, last I heard, Austin Nola had like hurt his finger, broken finger. So yeah, uh, that's what I'm asking. San Diego really likes him. I mean, uh-huh. they traded some good pieces to get him. Oh, yeah. Is supposed to be the everyday guy, Caratini backing him up, but risky pick. I like it, though. Yeah. I don't, I mean, for for this format, it doesn't make any sense. You know, you save those catches for a guy like me who uh, took a chance on Will Smith. David Price going to Jeff's team, right? Uh, and then Noah Syndergaard going to Mike's team. So, Woo! which which pitcher do you like here oh, better? David is, Price? Or come Will on. That, that can't even be a real question. Come on now. Well, it is a question because David Price is somewhat healthy and Noah Syndergaard is not expected until July. I will uh, June, June. Thank you very much, June. I saw July. Let me double no. check that, but go ahead. They, they, they put him on the 60-day IL, and since the beginning, they've basically said beginning of June. Um, I, oh, okay. I, I, I think I'd rather have five or four or five months of Syndergaard over a full season of David Price, just because I don't think David Price and his, like, 39-year-old arm – like he might be 35, but his arm is at least 40. Hey, hey, hold on now. He was he's well rested. Come on, give him a he's well rested. You know who's well rested? Bartolo Cologne. Why don't we throw him out there? Because uh, uh he's uh living the life right now, man. He's just traveling. Mexico, he's in the Mexican league. 
I told you he's he's traveling life right now. So <laughs> that used to be a, a group of ours traveling life. Jordan Montgomery goes to my team because remember, I, you know, I picked him up in the baseball life league. And at this point I am super desperate for any type of pitching, any middle of the road pitching just to fill out my rotation. And Will blank just... blank for pitching. I can't say that. I think that's fr- frowned upon, but you got the cardboard sign that just says, Will blank blank for pitching. Well, he's, uh, he's, from what I've been reading, he's been looking good in spring training, so I'll just go with that, I guess. Andres Jimenez going to Primo's team over there in South Philly. South I, I really like Jimenez. I think he's more valuable in a Roto League where those steals really are going to help you out. Then Gene Segura going to the Evil Empire. And then uh, Kansas City Tim going with Kyle Schwarber. I, and- I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Yeah. Very late. What's this? The, the virtual 18th round, so pretty good. Uh, let's go to Primo's team again. Wait, is that another pick for Primo? So yeah, he goes with Andres Jimenez and Domingo Herman, or as I like to call Domingo Herman, uh, Sunday German. <laughs> and of course, because it has to be that way, Andrew Haney gets selected by the champion, Texas Power Drinkers, along with Chris Bassett. Because you know, and I, and I, you know, why I'm saying it like that, right, Sean? Why? Because I, I had those two. Because after I picked uh, Jordan Montgomery, I had those two other guys, Andrew Haney and Chris Bassett. I moved those guys up to the top of my uh my queue but why why bothered because shane was gonna pick them anyway so it's like these guys they just grab all the pitches for some reason i don't know why uh who's next here oops wrong button bear with me there he is i wanted to point something out here but uh primo this this pick really pissed me off because <laughs> that was that was gonna be my ace in the hole right sean i get will <laughs> smith and then I, I paired him up with Dalton Varsho. So, no, so you, 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 want, you wanted two catchers with playing time concerns. That's that's real smart. Well, the, well, hold on now. The the thing with the, the thing that is so um, intriguing about Dalton Varsho is that he's he's a catcher. He's listed as a catcher, but he'll be playing outfield if he does win that job. And if he wins that job, hey, that's all you want from your catcher, right? I, I think he's going to AAA. I don't. Think it's okay. He's... Put him in my minor, in my minor league slot, right? I got yeah. Uh, with Varsho, uh, I saw a really funny tweet about him today, and it said, uh, "All these people that are hoping that Dalton Varsho uh, will win an outfield job, but still maintain catcher eligibility and get it, be able to play every day as a catcher in fantasy." Uh-huh. He said, "I want to pull all those people around the, the campfire and tell you guys the story of John Jaso." And I about fell out of my God, damn Jason, seat. That is a horrible <laughs> comparison. I yeah, because no, Varsho can actually run. <laughs> yeah, that's an awful comparison. But Jaso did dabble in the outfield. I don't so... care. That's not even the same thing. You know, let's <laughs> it's get that close guy. enough. Okay, who was this guy? Uh, I, I'd have to find it on Twitter. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Okay, so we, we're in the campfire. He's going to tell us a story. I will throw this guy in the campfire. That's not even a good example. You know what the best example would have been right there, Sean? Ryan Domit. At least do it. I mean, right, all, guys, yeah. offensively, if you take away the speed, John Jason and Dalton Varsha look a lot alike. <laughs> Why? They have the same body frame and all that? What? No, not, not even that, but like just kind of looking at so they're not alike. Sol- solid batting averages, solid on base. I don't think Varsha is going to be a big power hitter, just like Jason was. Jason was more of a, a doubles and on base guy. I don't think Varsha is going to be a huge power hitter. Hmm, I don't know about that because uh, John Jason could not hit for power at all. Like, just not good at it at all. I, I remember that much. But uh, in on base leagues, he was great when he could actually play. But he was great. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember John Jason ever being considered for an outfield position. Ryan Domit, yes, yes, he was. John Jason, um, right here, he played. I'm, I'm gonna pull it up. He played in his career, mm-hmm. uh, 72 games in the outfield. 
So how many years did he play? What, 10 years? Uh, yeah, something like that. So seven in all seven in all of those ironically, Jason was playing in the outfield like the last four or five or last three years of his career, which you would think it'd be the opposite. <laughs> You'd want to play the outfield when you're younger, not when you're 33. Yeah, not a fan, not a fan of that. Uh okay, so uh let's go back to Dalton Varshow. Uh he hit uh in high A, hit 451 slugging percentage, 520 slugging percentage in double A. I know the home run totals aren't there. But uh, the, no, the, hold on, Sean. The reason you get Dalton Varsho is, but well, maybe not so much in a points league, but especially in a categories league like ours, right? It's just stolen bases factor. Yeah, the, you, yeah. The solo, wanna, the solo bases are huge. That, that's why I don't like that John Jason comparison. But anyway, let's go get going. Nick Sanzel uh, going to Kansas City, Tim. And as you know, Sean, that that was my last pick in the baseball life league. Yes, Tommy. I love this pick, Tommy Fam. Um, Too late for a guy in a points league. Fam's always been a points league specialist. Yeah. Uh, I, they I they haven't think. figured out the Padres have kept rotating out their leadoff hitter the last yeah. few games of spring training. Like mm-hmm. everything else has been set in stone with Tatis Machado, uh, Machado and Hosmer, but Grisham's hurt. Fam's gone up there a couple of times. So if Fam's the leadoff hitter in front of Tatis and Machado in a points mm-hmm. league, with how much he gets on base, as long as he doesn't have any ill side effects um, from being stabbed. <laughs> I mean, there's some obvious issues there, but you know, could be that that's a great value. All righty. Um, but yeah, I think the Tommy fam suffers for the fact that he only qualifies the left field. And I don't know if you saw the other league, Sean, but left field is loaded, loaded and uh, center field and right field was actually kind of barren this year. Uh, and that's because of, you know, COVID and not enough playing time to yeah. play multiple positions. Like, did you notice that Austin Slater was util only in our fan tracks league? I, I, I did now. I did not know that. Yeah. So Austin not- Slater, who played like 17 or 18 games in the outfield in 2020, but he was like nine at one and eight at another. So he's didn't qualify for any outfield. Oh, I was like, man. oh my God. Oops. Oops. CJ Abrams, John E going with the uh trying to uh, make an addition to his minor league slot. So that's pretty good. And then look what happens here. I'm pretty proud I, of myself here. I, I told you this was when I said I was gonna slap you in a few rounds. This was but, it. You're but, talking but all look, that shit about Nick Madrigal, and you pick him anyway. But look how look how late I'm drafting him. Like round 19. You you suckers are drafting him like he's a, an elite second baseman or something. He is an elite second baseman. Mm, well, if he was, he would have been drafted a long time ago. But I snatched him up, so I got to pair him up with Cattell Marte. I mean, so I can move Cattell Marte to center field if uh, this McMagical guy actually pans out. So, yeah. I, and I, be, I and I beat the two other White Sox fans to the punch, even though I talked all that crap about Nick Magical. There's, I, I, I did tell you a long time ago, Sean, that as for as much grief I get, as much grief I give everybody for Nick Magical, I do like his upside. So okay, so this is somewhat of a development on roster resource. Um, I'm pretty sure it's wrong. I think Tim LaCastro is going to end up being the starting center fielder, but right now roster resource has Cattell Marte starting in center field. Yeah, yeah. With I, I, with Varsho starting in right field and my boy Josh Rojas starting at second base, I man. don't think that's what it's going to be though. Uh, well, well, a guy can dream, not Kenny. So uh, <laughs> uh, I've been using roster resource for years. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I I think the guys over at Dong City they were using ESPN and it just Ew. it didn't sound right. A lot of the things that they were talking about uh, who was on the roster did not sound right to me. But like I said, I exclusively use roster resource. So you do you guys do what you guys want to do. But I'll stick with my uh, with Jason Martinez over there. Uh, Will Myers uh, going to uh, Mike. Uh, who we Will Myers another questionable pick. We talked about it at nauseum on playing Sunday. time concerns and in a points league he's not as valuable. Uh, well, here's a projection 425 CBS, man. You got to update those things. 
uh, James Paxton. I was Sean. You know what? You want to know how desperate I was for pitching this late in the draft? I was considering James Paxton. Hey, James Paxton in his most recent. I'm, I'm going to try and pull it up, but I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. But he looked good in his last spring training outing. Was sitting at like 94 and hit 96 a couple of times, which is uh, really making me feel like I might hop back on the uh, James Paxton train. Yeah, uh, but you know why is why I try to get away from him. Uh, number one, Mariners have a six-man rotation. Number two, the past injuries. And I've had James Paxton before. He's screwed me so many times in this godforsaken league. So <laughs> I have bitter taste in my mouth. But uh, anyway, Alex Kirilov. Uh, okay, so remember I was giving Steve a lot of shit about not liking his picks or going vanilla with his picks or whatever. This is another pick that I absolutely love here. Alex Kirilov, if uh, if I wasn't stacked at outfield already or if I if I wasn't comfortable at outfield, I think I would have gone after Kirilov or, uh, myself. But uh, no, uh, Kerry beat me to it. So kudos to him. We talked about... Bushnell having 20 catchers on his team. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough going to uh, Houston Steelers. I don't know, man. And he uh, pairs them up with uh, Dominic. How Smith. much are wins worth in your league? 10 points. 10 points. 10? Okay, so you get the same for – because I think Yarbrough might sneakily win a bunch of games really? used as a follower. Okay. Like, because, he one, he has the ability to pitch, you know, multiple times through a, or through a lineup. And if they use an opener that goes one or two innings – then all he has to do is throw three or four, really three to qualify for the win as long as they have the lead. So I think he could kind of sneak into some wins as a uh, primary follower. Okay. Well, we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. I just, uh, in this league, I just don't remember him doing anything uh, consistently to uh, warrant a draft pick, but that's just me. Uh, so I like how both Astros fans kind of flip-flop. They both got Tampa Bay race pitchers and two first basemen. So we mentioned Yarbrough and Dominic Smith going to Houston Steelers. Casterbill Crushers getting Jarrett Walsh and Chris Archer on back-to-back picks. So that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if that's by design or if that's just a coincidence, but still pretty cool. I commend them both for doing so. We talked about Sean Murphy already. Uh, he goes to Bushnell team, so get, that gives him his 30th catcher on that team. Tommy <laughs> Edmond, uh, there's another good pick there by Mackey. Too late. So I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to compliment him now. So I was, uh, you know, gleefully egging him and, and just taking a dump on his head. But uh, I'm coming around to uh, Mackey here. Uh, Jeff getting Dylan Carlson, who was mentioned uh, at Dong City, uh, Sean. So uh, as someone that could potentially – Make some noise. Uh, do you like Dylan Carlson's prospects for this year? I was going to say, I want to say we talked about him a little bit yesterday. I think I he's know. one of those post-type sleeper guys. Yeah. Uh, I. They have a lot of options, so if he struggles, he could see some time in double-A, triple-A, wherever they want to send him. But it looks like they're going to give him as much rope they want to you know, go out there and play. Uh, and, and Austin, uh, our buddy Austin, who's uh, – it's kind of weird to see him on a on a Monday night, you know, I'm used to seeing him on a Sunday morning. You know, he's also uh, on board with you. All this smack talk about Madrigal and Fletcher Felipe and Nick Solak. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't remember talking stuff about Nick Solak. I, actually I, think, like you, Nick Solak. I think you had uh, last year, honestly. Last year? Uh, yeah. Remember. You see, remember. I mean, last I year's him. Nick Solak is this year's Nick Madrigal. And then maybe you'll actually like Nick Madrigal next year. Uh, I don't know about that. I I, I, I don't know if I, if I didn't like his playing situation last year, but that's last year. That's season one stuff. We're in season two now. And I ended <laughs> up getting Nick Solak in the fa- in the baseball life league anyway. So you, uh, forget what you heard, man. You know, But yeah, Fletcher, Magical. Yes, I've been bashing them all offseason. Chris Sale going to Mike. And this is such a Mike move. Mike from California does this all the time. He, he always ends up with Chris Sale on his team. It's ridiculous. 
Uh, and then I, again, desperate for saves. Hey, I ended up with Chris Sell and Luis Severino in the Baseball Life Fan Tracks League. So, oh, look at you. All right. Yeah, I, I tried doing that in this league, in our in our fantasy, uh, in our baseball life league. I tried getting a couple of uh, IL guys like Syndergaard, Severino, and uh, Chris Sale. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, Richard Rodriguez, remember I was uh, desperate for saves. Well, Yikes. this is as desperate <laughs> as it gets. Uh, well, we'll see. He's uh, – I hate this draft. <laughs> I, you know, I – Anyway, but yeah, uh, if Richard Rodriguez wins the battle, you know how I like my my Pittsburgh Pirates uh, closers, preferably not going after thirteen year old girls. <laughs> Austin Martin, yeah, you know, it, I don't know about you, Sean, but every time I see Austin Martin's name, I just I go inside my head and I go, yeah, baby, yeah, <laughs> Austin Martin uh, going to Texas uh, sooner. There's a good pickup there as he's already looking for the future. Uh, Christian Vasquez is going to the Evil Empire, so I like I always like seeing the Yankee fans drafting Red Sox players. That's that's a think of me. Jake Odorizzi going to Kansas City. Tim, did Odorizzi play for the Royals at one point of his life? I think he did. Uh, for the Royals? I don't believe so. I know he played for the Rays, that's for sure. But anyway, yeah. Kansas City, Tim gets Jake Odorizzi. So again, if he likes them, that must... Oh, no. Yes, he oh, did. He, he did. That was his debut team. Yeah. he's uh, He came up the... Oh, I wonder if okay. he was part of that James Shields? No, 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 no. He was also... Uh, he used to play for the Brewers, too, in the Brewers farm system. Oh, okay. So... And I'm then he sure. got traded to the Royals, probably. I uh, want to see. So, yeah, let, look that up because I'm now I'm in. We'll do. Elizier Hernandez. Uh, well, before you do, I, I got to ask you about this guy because uh, I've heard such mixed bag reviews on this guy uh, for the Marlins. What do you think about him? It's I can't tell. Everyone in the fantasy baseball community loves the Marlins pitching, and they have for like three years now, dating back to when um, uh, the guy who got traded to the Padres or to the raised with a really good changeup. He was like the guy who everybody loved. And yeah. now it's like Pablo Lopez has really taken a hold. And I'm starting to see how everyone hyped up Pablo Lopez the last year or two. Eliezer Hernandez is starting to get a lot of that love. Uh, I don't, I still think I like Lopez over him, but he could be a sneaky good pick for your starting rotation. Well, we'll see. Um, like I said, I heard nothing but mixed reviews. I heard people liking him, loving him. And I heard other people hating him. So Dustin May. I mean, at this point, I, I'm not a fan of this pick uh, in a points league, but at this point for, for Shane, he has so many darn pitchers that it doesn't matter at this point. He might as well play the long game at this uh, juncture. And he goes with Buster Posey. Uh, again, another catcher I was eyeing to back up uh, Will Smith in case I need that extra playing time. These guys did not leave me with any catchers. So Matthew Void, that, that, this one made me really angry as uh, I was eyeing him, Matthew Boyd, and it goes looks like Primo went back-to-back pitchers in this round of uh, back-to-back picks for him. I am right. Jake Odorizzi was part of the Will Myers, Wade Davis, James Shield deal. So how did he end up on the Royals? He ended up on the Royals because he was traded by the Brewers along with Lorenzo Cain, Alcides Escobar, and Jeremy Jeffress in return for Udieski, Benacourt, Zach Greinke, and Cash. Oh, that's right. That's right. I didn't realize Lorenzo Cain was originally with the Brewers. I always thought he was a A a same thing with Alcides Escobar. I thought those guys were drafted Royals. Yeah. Royals for life. Right. Yeah. But no, they came up with a Brewers. Actually in in Chicago, that might mean something different. So maybe I'll just shut my mouth. (laughs) I think that's a, that's a gang affiliated uh, syndicate there. Maybe they'll sponsor us. The the Royals. (laughs) No, because then we'll we'll get attacked by the other. uh, Yeah. You don't want to deal with that. Jake McGee, that's another guy I was eyeing and uh, 
Juan Soto decided, no, I'm going to get him. I'm surprised he didn't, the Yankee fan didn't go after Jason Dominguez. Johnny going, I think Johnny going back to back, um, going back to back, what do you call it? Uh, prospects there. Yeah, let me see. Who did he take before? Yeah, Austin Martin and Jason Dominguez. So that's bold. Solid, like solid prospect like picks. Yeah, good job there, buddy. Sean Manea. Uh, you know I'm desperate for pitching, Sean. When Sean Manea ends up on my godforsaken team. You picked Sean Manea over Dylan Cease and Griffin Canning? Yeah, uh, Griffin Canning. Uh, all, I, all I saw was he. I love Griffin Canning. Unfortunately, he's on the wrong team. All I keep seeing is that they're going to a six-man rotation and – in a league like ours, a points league, you need the just, innings. <laughs> no, no. Well, how are you gonna? First of all, how are you gonna get? You need to start to get those innings. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Is you, you don't pick him because he's not gonna get as many innings. Number two. Oh, I see what you're saying. Number two, though. Uh, like I told you, two two start pitchers are a big thing in this league. And if he can't get me two starts, then what's the point? Yeah. It, maybe in our in our baseball life league, I would have gone for it, but not in this league. And then you'd, Dylan ra- you'd rather have Sean Manaya over uh, Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, Madison okay. Bumgarner. There's okay. nothing. There's really. There's like nothing out of Madison Bumgarner. Everything I've read about him, it just sounds like it's just, just downhill rapidly. Like gravity's just gravity just taking over <laughs> for him. Didi Gregorius going to uh, Mike, and then there's your guy Dylan Seas going to Jeff. Uh, Dylan Seas, he uh, bad taste in my mouth. Really bad taste in my mouth. I, I ranked them so low that I because I didn't want to deal with him this year. Uh, oh, that's another pick, Gavin Lux to carry. He's just man, he's totally redeeming himself. This guy, uh, so good job by Steven and uh, the, my fellow White Sox fan. Speaking of White Sox fan, Yadier Marlina, that's like fifth catch number 50 for Bushnell. Griffin Canning, we mentioned him already. Elvis Andrews, Blair. never mind. Jesus, man, look at uh, Robert going Elvis Andrews and Framboro Valdez and back to back picks this late in the draft. I mean, if Valdez can come back from that broken finger, but I remember when they first reported it, they're acting like he was going to miss the entire year. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay, never mind. Um, uh, just saw posted a few days ago. Yeah, uh, won't require surgery, and his finger showed significant healing. Um, so all right, Wolverine over there. Good, good for him. PED test, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the anti-inflammatory drugs. Uh, that's kind of like a steroid, right? Yeah. <laughs> Griffin Canning and Franville Ray is going to Houston Stevens. So uh, that's not a bad pairing. I, like I said, Canning, though, it's just he's with the wrong team. If he were with the Brewers, I think I would love him more. So, or, or like a team like the Brewers. Yeah. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, um, that's actually not bad by Bushnell. A little too old to be in a keeper league, but uh, all things considered for Bushnell, is he could do a lot worse this late. I, I don't, I, once again, I guess it's due to your guys' format, but Franville Reyes, that's too late. Especially, they're yeah. talking about that he might play some first base. He's still going to play some outfield, I think. I he I think he'll get multi-position eligibility between first base and one of the outfield spots. Yeah, even though he might be the primary DH. No, I mean I I, I get it. And DH is uh, well, we saw a couple of DHs go very early, and then now they're going super late. So I guess it just depends if uh, about position eligibility, right? Yeah. Like. Who do these and, and who have? you already and who you already kept, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, other than that, it's a really good pick. I mean, I like both those picks, but again, I can't get behind Griffin Canning too much. Uh, what's what's left here? I see that we are at the oh, this is the last round. Okay, so we're almost there, Sean. Caleb Smith. I wanted to get your opinion on Caleb Smith. I don't know what to make of Caleb Smith. Uh, he's with the Diamondbacks. So All of he... the the helium is out on him. Okay, that's what I thought. I I, I... 
I really still still do like him. I'm just not sure if he's ever going to reach that ceiling that we thought he could reach. All righty. Devin Williams going to uh, Jeff's team. Now, again, great pickup by Aaron in our league, the fantasy baseball. Uh, shit, I keep calling it the fantasy baseball. No, it's the baseball life fantasy baseball league. God damn it. And Devin <laughs> Williams going to Josh, uh, to uh, Aaron's team who already had Josh Hader. Uh, that's stupendous. In this league, we mentioned there are no holds. There's no rate stats to uh, tip to you know tip your hat to, or rely on for a guy like Devin Williams. So uh, Jeff is it's it's a bold pick, but clearly banking he's, on uh, a hater trade, exactly or a hater demotion of sorts, becoming yeah. that late inning guy. Madison Baumgartner going to Mike's team over in California. He loves that type those types of pitchers, man. Those veteran uh, big name pitchers, so he can have them. I went with Victor Robles because uh, Trent Grisham got hurt and I thought I could use another center fielder, which would give me three center fielders with Cattell Marte. But so, you know, Robles, formerly a highly touted prospect. I am banking on that. Nolan Gorman. Uh, Jesus, John E. just getting all the prospects at, at this juncture of the draft. It's going to see which one sticks, right? <laughs> Throw it against the wall. Yeah, whatever. Jesse Winker going to the Evil Empire. Uh, that's well, I think too late of a pick. I think I, he. That's a, a great pick. Yeah, I, I. You know how I love Jesse Winker. I just don't like the Reds uh, situation right now. So, uh, let me ask you: Do you see him starting regularly for the Reds, or is it going to be platoon? If, if anything, it's the large side of a platoon. Okay. But I don't think it's that far. I think I said Shogo Akiyama is going to have to miss some time. Okay. Uh, with a family issue. I know his wife was just recently uh, seriously hurt. Oh, no. But um, right now he's slated to start left field. No sort of platoon mark on roster resource. Yeah, Him in left field, cool. Castellanos in right field, and Nick Senzel in center. Eddie Rosario, who uh, was talked at nauseam earlier today on Donk City. Uh, earlier today, that was like four or six hours ago, it seems like. Uh, we're almost done, guys. Eddie Rosario going to Kansas City. Also, in, in addition to his wife's injury, he just strained his hamstring as well. So, Oh, man. Everything's going back for Akiyama. Yeah. Poor guy. Brian Garcia, uh, we talked how bad the Tigers situation is, but Primo's going all in on the Tigers situation. I think you, you've mentioned before on this podcast that you would rather go – if you have to pick up Detroit Tigers closer, you will go with Gregory Soto. Yeah, Gregory Brian Soto Garcia. is the guy I'm going for. And Gregory Soto sucks too, so <laughs> And finally – Mr. Irrelevant, um, Robbie Ray. I know you like him. You picked him in your league, in our have, league, I should say. Have you seen his numbers in spring training? No, because it's just practice, man. It's just practice. But it's just practice. Four starts, 13 and two-thirds innings, uh, a whip under one, only five walks. I mean, 3.3 walks per nine is like all-star levels for Robbie Ray. 18 <laughs> strikeouts, and he's throwing hard. He's like throwing like 96. Like, yeah. it's wild. Oh, uh, somebody take pull me back. I'm I'm about to fall back in love with Robbie Ray. It's and I I don't need to do that. It's bad for my heart. It's bad <laughs> for my whip. I mean, well, it, it's bad for everything. I mean, you you see that that twelve strikeouts per nine, and you can't help but you can't help <laughs> falling in love with Robbie Ray. And that's it, man. Twenty two rounds. Hope everybody enjoyed it. I mean, we went as deep as we could with uh, as detail as we could, and. In less than two hours, I think. I don't know. I lost track of time. But, uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, Sean, thank you for coming on board and doing me a big favor and breaking down this draft. I know everybody was asking for it in our league, so we greatly appreciate uh, you coming in. 
Uh, you ready to go again tomorrow then? For sure. We'll uh, finish up the baseball life one for that because that finished today. So, yeah, yeah, so it all works well, out. Like I said, we out. got a lot. All, all the drafts are starting to wrap up. Hell yeah. All right. It's uh, fantasy baseball draft season. Gotta love it. This is what we signed up for. So let's uh, uh let's get this we'll get this one on the road and get this one going. I am Felipe. That is Sean. We will see you uh tomorrow as well. Have a good night, everybody.